Welcome to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. In today's episode, Edward has girl talk with Havel, Trek dives into a dragon, and Renaya claims a throne of the abyss. All this and more in today's episode of the Paper Dungeon. Hi! Welcome back to another episode of the Paper Dungeon. Paper Dungeon! We actually play Dungeons and Dragons and not the. Well, I guess we play Dungeons and Dragons on other things outside of this. But we play the main campaign. It's the first it's time in like a month that we've done this. Lydia cut her hair. I cut my hair. I'm actually here. You know, all of us are here except for Hannah, I who we still cut my hair dearly. too. Oh, you did. Grant did yeah, cut it's in my hat. Actually, it's in his hat. You can't tell. Oh, yeah, you can see it from a previous episode. I still haven't cut my hair. I was, gonna, I was gonna say. In case you guys are, and, uh, you know, just uh, curious or worried, Hannah is still part of us. It just happened to be that every single week she just hasn't been able to come for the last few weeks. So we still love her. She's still a part of the group. She's still playing. It's just kind of worked out time wise that she wasn't able to be here. Um, so hopefully next week we can get her back. Um, that's the goal. Um, but yeah. Um, hey, we have a sponsor. In case you guys didn't know, <gasps> um, they're sponsor? called Never Ending. They're pretty great. They're basically like a social media platform for you and your D&D friends where you make your characters. You can make little animations for them. They just finished a Kickstarter a few months ago where you can now like actually animate the scenes that your characters will go through. Um, there's a free version. There's a premium version. The premium version is where it's at. That's where they you get all the extra hairstyles. You get all the extra armor, weapons, stuff like that. Um, so it's pretty amazing. Uh, we're very, very happy to be partnered with them. Um, and so, yeah, definitely go check them out you can go over to be neverending.com or dot app or dot app, app. That's it, can it, be it, and it can be either dot com and app oh look at them Both there are two um, there are two places <laughs> there's two places they're that good um you can go over to one of those spots and fill it all out set it up sign up for everything and life will be good so definitely go check that out um as verified by dj mccallis yeah. life will be good if you partner with never life, okay there is no prosperity gospel here. <laughs> like I cannot, I cannot guarantee that life will be okay, but I can promise that it will be better than it was with being never ending, with never ending whole nine yards. It's great. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't think we have any other announcements. We I have another announcement. Uh, I have a go for it, Grant. No, this is an oh, exciting oh. one. So back in October, oh, we did no. a, a side series called Between the Rows. And personally, it's one of the, my favorite things that we did uh, have done on it the was, show. It was Grant's excuse to be a jerk to Hannah. All right. All right. We're not going to go that far. But um, it is now We available. all know what character he plays in the main campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all <laughs> available now on uh, podcast platforms. So that's just really oh, exciting. Wow. It's six episodes. It's only like two hours each apart from the finale and it's a wonderful wonderful series and so if you're interested in a smaller very consumable story that's a lot of fun kind of a eerie midwestern adventure then go check that out on spotify it's, or other uh podcast platforms or youtube definitely. It's, there it's, too. it's super super great aaron dm for that um if you guys have been watching the last couple oh, of weeks aaron is an amazing so. dm who does a really good job especially when it comes to like creepy horror which is what that is um, between the rows. It's like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Midwest, um, but there's like cornfields everywhere. Um, speaking as people who are from it, we can attest. Um, and if you're caught in the middle of a cornfield Corn. and it's Something starting to get dark, you know that you're about to get murdered by something, of a crow or, or, or a scarecrow, cool or, or it's just how it is. So, Not yeah, the uh, that's basically the, the theme behind oh, it. So, shucks, uh, man. yeah. Shucks. Shucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Well, I'll yeah, quit uh, some, talking uh, your ear off. And uh, there are some monsters <laughs> stalking around. And that kind of thing. Okay, oh let's you. go. <laughs> yeah, all right, roll the clip, Drew. Let's get started with this week's episode of the Paper Dungeon. Welcome to Nicomuros, a world full of sprawling cities and dark secrets. In the wake of the trial, a divine act of righteous judgment, the world has been launched into an era of rebirth. But there are those who still lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us across the continent of Talyra, from the deserts of Elon Ryan to the fields of Rivaluna. Deep in the Bloom Rose Ocean and high above the Alisar Mountains, our story will see our adventurers through glory, fear, and fortune as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. Alright, so it has been a little while since we've played this campaign, so I just uh, kind of a run through of everything that's gone down. Um, recently, our party has kind of finished off their first arc. They managed to kill this ever-present uh, villain known as Prazius, who had really been a thorn in, in Melora's side from the very beginning of the campaign, since before the campaign started, um, and gradually grew into this um, ever-present problem. So eventually they did manage to kill him. They then fled um, a number of different places, but ended up in the city of Harentha, which is where they are currently. Um, Harentha is a neutral territory. It's the Switzerland of Talyra. You could think of it like that. Um, it's very much a, it's just a single city state that is designed to be um, a neutral ground for countries and um, disputing parties to get together and be able to work out different agreements for representatives from all over the world um, reside. And so this is a really um, beautiful kind of a Greek style um, city state, lots of white marble so on and so forth um, that they've been hanging out in. Um, while they've been here, they've managed to find a few different places to stay. They've been staying at the Everwhite Inn, um, which is a very nice high-end luxury inn. Um, while they were there, they managed to enjoy a very fun night of partying and enjoying uh, fine foods and wines. Uh, Renaya danced with Grotz. Uh, Melora and, and Cather went off and had a dance. Tarak taught Edward how to uh, eat bone marrow the I'm proper way with good crackers and bread. Um, oh, good. Havel uh, had an evening of company. Um, and so, yeah, it was great. Um, during this time, they uh, decided to meet up. Uh, Renaya and Gratz decided to meet up for a party later on this week. Uh, the next day, Tarak, uh, Edward, or Tarak, Catherine, and Laura decided to fly back to Ocleron, um, specifically to Athalus, so that they could retrieve Cather's um, belongings um, from the prison, along with Melora's. As they happened to be coming back, they killed Thordun, the black dragon that had threatened them as you do. That was great. Really enjoyed that. Um, but where we're going to be starting is on the other side of the mountain range of the Loon and Kona Mountains with um, Edward, Havel, and Renaya, who I believe you guys were beginning to make your way towards one of the dwarven strongholds throughout the Loon and Kona Mountains. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. right. So 
how what are you guys doing how are you guys getting there what's going on what's the plan here well if i recall correctly we pretty uh, much just said hey we should do this and then that's pretty much as far as we got right okay yes no i i had i had a plan yeah <laughs> so havel what are, you, what are you thinking what exactly when are we going to go how are we going to get there right okay okay well first things first before i get going i apologize for whatever amount of lag shows up i don't know what's going on with my computer or the internet um anyways classic i uh so one we have we we have bats we're flying bats mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I just assumed we were going to use those said said flying bats to go to the nearest dwarven well, stronghold some of us still have flying bats <laughs> you didn't like it to begin with <laughs> i take an excuse to use harry any any time so i'd we, love i'd so love to ride our bats there great so we we take our bats we're going we're going to take the bats and we're going to fly to the dwarven stronghold i'm going to take the materials that i got and i'm going to to offer them up to a dwarf for for forging purposes I've talked to the DM about this. Ah. <laughs> Just so you yes. all know. Yes. I was like, hey, DJ, you remember what we talked about? And DJ was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to send me a <laughs> I wouldn't object to it. I'm not, I wasn't going to text only been him anyway. Like a I'm just going to. Since... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's anyway. fine. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Um, okay. So I go to, so we go to the Dwarven stronghold. <laughs> okay. Um, so there were a number that you guys asked. Um, I believe three that you guys passed. Which one are you guys going to? Which one's the nearest one? Wait, wait, wait. Which one's um, the coolest one? I'll counter with that question. No. How, how would you describe <laughs> coolness? No, how do you I second, that? I second the closest. What's the okay. temperature? All right. Two for close, one for cool. <laughs> so... You guys mount your bats and begin making your way again. Um, you're now making your way southwest, it would be, um, back towards the Lunenkona Mountains. Um, you guys start off by flying over that massive field. Um, you remember the Hermitha is that um, fluted domed uh, city, that fluted domed glass city, um, kind of in the middle of this um, sprawling field. And so you have to make your way back through that field and into the mountain range. After flying for probably two or three hours, um, you can approach, you begin to approach one mountain. This one is the one that had the two massive dwarven statues um, kind of carved uh, out of the side of a mountain um, and creating this flat landing pad almost basically um, that served as an entrance into the mountain um, from the top and then makes it way down. You guys begin flying in um, and as you can see, you get a little bit closer, there are actually um, dwarves that are on this pad um, and you can see a variety of dwarvish scripts with golden inlay um, and little gems that create this very um, it's like um, it's very Norse uh, kind of like a you can think of like a Norse serpent that kind of design that makes a little circle um, with all these intricate details of the scale work um, of the the creases in the in the muscles of the serpent um, diamonds are encrusted throughout the um, along with a variety of other precious gems. 
And then off to the side of it, you have those two massive dwarves. And then around the side of it, you have four ballista that are all manned um, and prepared. They're all, you can tell that as you guys are flying around, they are looking at you, but they're not overly concerned. Havel. I say as we're flying. Should we be concerned about the uh, armored, uh, armored men? Not until they start firing at us. Okay, well, I'll let you take the lead then. Sure. Renaya? Start flying. I'm not going to fly directly at them. I'm going to fly, like, 30 feet from them, if possible. And, like, just, is there a landing space, like, within 30 feet of them that's not on that landing pad? Um, I mean, you guys can always land on the mountains and try and crawl up a little bit. Um, it would very much be like trying to land on the side of a mountain. Um, but, you know, you guys have bats that hang upside down. Okay. Probably wouldn't be too big a deal. It would just be the, the traverse up to that pad. How, how about I get like 25 feet from them? Okay. okay. I'm just going to yell down at them. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Friend? Oi! What you doing up there? Uh, we, we, we've come, uh, I've, mm, I've come for, you know, that's a very good question. What are we doing up here? Uh, I've, I've, we've come to visit your, your, uh, very beautiful and an esteemed, uh, dwarven stronghold. Uh, we mean no harm. We probably get down here. Right. Go. Havel, come on. Where are we landing? Right. right. On the landing pad. Where else? <laughs> what ho, Harry? To the landing pad. <laughs> it's been a while since we played Gindy, hasn't it? I'm so happy. Not for me. It's just been a while since I've played <laughs> Havel, and this lag is not helping me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. I so, literally, you guys like... land down on the... Go ahead. Yeah. What yeah, I was just gonna say that Edward gets Harry to land on the landing pad. It's nice. Awesome. Um, so you guys land on this um, beautiful landing pad. Uh, you have to kind of avoid some spots as the sun glints off the gold inlays. It kind of blinds you for just a moment. Um, but you do manage to land down here. Uh, this pad is very, very massive, easily massive enough for your three bats and probably about 10 more if they wanted to. So I'll land comfortably and you guys also have enough space. So you land. And the dwarf that you saw, uh, Havel, begins to approach you. You can tell that he's fairly tall, for, tall, tall for a dwarf, probably about five feet tall or so, uh, with a thick, burly, kind of like Aaron's beard, very dark and curly and thick. Um, coming up and around, it has little braids in the side of it, coming uh, around the side, and then they come down with it being very bushy to the middle, so the braids kind of frame it coming down, and then it's bushy in the middle. Um, and you can see that there's two little bones um, that look kind of like, um, you can't quite tell if they're teeth or talons or something like that, but they kind of curve just a little bit um, that come down in the beard as well. He begins to approach you. Um, he kind of has like these um, almost like amber eyes. They're very like golden and intricate um, with a well-weathered face, um, very much leathered. You can tell that he spends a lot of time um, outside and working quite a bit. Um, and begins to approach you. Um, all right. My name is uh, Orivamori. 
or or a vomery. That's what it is. Or a vomery. Sorry. Wait. Or or a vomery. We can call him Vom for short. (laughs) No. O R I V O M R I. Or a vomery. Ori vom. Got his own name. Or a vom. Start to pronounce, okay? And you all know how I like my foliage. I mean, you did say fatted you recently, seriously. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So Ori has... What did he just say? I got caught up on the name. I forget what he said. Maybe you should about. check your tomb. I hate you. I'm out. I'm done. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so he approached you guys. What did you say you were looking for? Um, I'm actually looking for a smith in the brightest and best so always dwarves so figured I'd come to you're absolutely right Uh, smith for what? um uh, right now just a sword actually hmm alright well um are you guys here for anything as well? he looks at uh, you and I and you Edward damn I have a quick question yes so what mountain range are we in again? the Lunacona Mountains. Now, would this be would these be dwarves that Edward is familiar with in his studies or are these unrelated to the dwarves Edward is familiar with? Um, these dwarves are not dwarves that have ever worked for your father or your grandfather. I was assuming um, so. So, if you want, you can do like a history check to see if you've studied up yeah. on these dwarves. I'd love to do that. Go um, for it. <clears throat> okay, that's a 9. Okay. Um, they're dwarves. They're Lunacona dwarves. All right. Uh, Edward just says, "Well, I'm just here to accompany Havel. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm fascinated with the the work of the dwarves. So, I'm just here to, honestly to see. I might write some things oh. down. All right. Well, you have fun with that, I guess. And you? Um, just a travel buddy. Hmm. Edward gives her a You're high five. Lame. Okay, um, Begrim, come here. Take these to the, uh, take these to the spit. Um, another dwarf comes up a little bit shorter, probably about four foot four or so. Um, thick ginger beard as well, um, braided in a very similar style, also having these two, um, talons or teeth braided into his beard. Um, this one wearing, uh, fine dwarvish armor, um, that covers, it actually doesn't cover his torso, it's bare. Um, but his, uh, basically he has, you know, in Star Wars, um, the Clone Wars, when they have the bracers that they can go past and they like fold to the arm. You guys know what I'm talking about? Maybe Yeah, not. I think so. Anyway. Yeah. Aaron knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Ryan does. Um, he has a similar style thing where he has a brace around the bottom of his arm and the bracer along his forearm, uh, has a intricate little, it looks like, um, it is the shape of the mountain. If you guys were to look at the profile of this mountain, mm-hmm. it's the shape of that mountain that comes out and it folds into a slot that's in that bracer around the bottom of his arm. Um, and then he has a very dwarvish style um, lower body attire, I would say. Cool. Um, begins leading you guys into uh, into this. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can get, it looks similar to this. Kind of how it looks. Oh, mm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it gets leading you guys into the fortress. As you guys begin to enter, um, you can see that this is built to be rugged while also maintaining a sense of 
elegance for a dwarf, um, you could say. Um, there's fine, not necessarily like elvish scroll work, um, but very um, beautiful, again, that very Norse style, thick and rugged um, scroll work going in and throughout the mountains. There's different depictions of uh, this mountain with lightning striking it. Um, you can see there's other different depictions going through of um, force bringing down. There's uh, miners, there's dwarves in the mine. Um, you can see there's things uh, like a uh, hammer that's resting on top mountain, um, kind of the central hammer. Just different scenes and depictions probably from their history that you go through um, as you begin making your way into this fortress before eventually it begins to head down and then into a massive, uh, another landing, but this one overlooks the inside of this mountain, which you quickly realize has basically been hollowed out. Um, there's several support beams that go throughout every which way to make sure that the mountain doesn't collapse in on itself, but the entirety of this mountain has been hollowed out um, and mined through and created into this beautiful, rugged, um, very, uh, very stiff and, and sturdy, dwarvish city within the mountain. Um, the dwarf that you can assume is Bigrim, um, as he was uh, introduced to you, begins taking you down to some of the lower levels. Um, uh, it, he, so there's, it's kind of an elevator is how I describe it. Um, very much a loft that goes up and down um, with different, um, there's a lot of, Ryan, you understand. This is, there's a lot of systems to make it so that the pulley <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for, a pulley system, my goodness. Um, there's a pulley system to make it so that this elevator can rise up and down smoothly. Um, as you guys begin to be lowered down, you can see there's actually um, Goliaths that are working this um, that are working this elevator and mm -hmm. cranking um, what needs to happen in order to get these elevators to move down. Mm -hmm. You guys take a few minutes to move through the lower levels and as you through, um, there's a lot of light in here um, because it's, there's literally no natural light. There's lots of fires. There's big cauldrons of fire. There's lanterns. There's um, there's different torches everywhere. Um, and you can tell as you get lower, the glow begins to increase um, along with the heat. And you guys can quickly realize that you're heading down towards these massive forges. Uh, as you go down, very apparent why there's two tracks of it would be magma because it's underground magma flowing through um portions of this mountain that have basically been channeled into these giant um oh uh these ditches what's the thing on the side of a road in the midwest um it's uh, a ditch an irrigation channel uh, yeah, but there's a type of term for it. Um, basically, these giant um, stone carved channels that funnel the magma through um, these holes in the mountain that then have um, they lead into forges and the magma fuels the forge. Um, and you can see that there's uh, almost like a mesh that is something that's like stopping the magma but allowing the heat to transfer through. And that's where they're heating their metal um, and going through all of this at probably about 10 to 20, depending on which side of the mountain you're looking at of these forges with several different dwarves uh, making their way through and working through these. You guys land on this level um, and Begrim simply waves and says, Speak to anyone you like, they'll be able to help. Are they, are they all smiths? Yeah. Is there a specific smith that you recommend? Um, Herbalair. Herbalair, my goodness. 
Um, Herbalaire over there is uh, quite handy with weaponry. Right. Well, thank you much. Um, You're welcome. We will uh, be quicker. I must say, I've, I've heard a lot about the dwarves, and I've learned quite a bit too, but this is far grander than anything I could have thought of. It's amazing. Hmm. Thank you. I... How, how long did it take you to hollow out this entire mountain? Our ancestors have been here for a millennia. Wow. Quite magnificent. Yes, it is. Avahol's already Anything started else? to go towards the weaponsmith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, after a small amount of research, that bit of forearm armor would be considered the upper cannon of the Vambrace. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron you're no problem. Looking out for us. So, you guys begin making your way over. The dwarf that he pointed out is this hulking dwarf. Um, he's probably five, six, maybe five, eight, probably 220 pounds of rippling muscle. This thing is huge, monstrous. Um, and he has um, another Goliath there with him, who is uh, his uh, assistant, it looks like. Um, and the Goliath is also very, very well built. But compared to the dwarf, even though he's three feet shorter than the Goliath, he makes the Goliath look tiny in comparison. Um, it's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them. Well, one um, might say he's can... just absolutely jacked. An absolutely <laughs> rips. Just the pecs and the lats, bro. Straight up traps for days. The real trap is looking at him because once you start, you can't he's, stop. His biceps have biceps. That makes them quadceps. <laughs> his his thighs could crush a watermelon. Oh three Lord. watermelons. But can okay? Can we please? <laughs> <laughs> so you begin making your way over um as you come through you can see that uh this dwarf or belair my goodness um has is currently uh he has like a, a, a sledgehammer and they the uh the goliath is going through and flipping the billet back and forth and while the uh the herbal air um is going through and pounding it in rhythm um trying to draw out this metal um in a quick and efficient manner you guys approach um and before you guys can even get close the goliath raises his finger and then continues moving um until eventually they run out of heat and stick it back into the forge herbal air um dra- grabs a rag wipes his brow hands it to the goliath do you need help with anything? Um, yes, actually. Um, I, uh, and I, <laughs> I take off my pack with like a, and I toss it in front of him as there is a giant Cerberus tooth strapped to it. <laughs> and I kind of present it to him and I go, I want to commission a weapon. Um, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I'm not much of a smith, so I don't, I'm sure you probably can't make much out of bone itself, but if you could potentially use it as coal, maybe, 
maybe it embeds some of its its latent properties in whatever steel you forge on top of it? He hands it to the Goliath. There are certain techniques that have been developed over years where the use of different materials for the source fire can emulate different properties. I don't know what you said this is a Cerberus tooth. It was it is a Cerberus tooth. I killed it myself. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Anyway. Well, um, okay, fine. We killed it ourselves. <laughs> that's more like it. <laughs> okay. Um well I suppose I I mean I could give it a try. Is there a specific um style of weapon you're looking for? Um well I was thinking that you could potentially craft a short sword um and and maybe a dagger. Dagger would be nice. Um All right. Um do you know the, the metal that you're looking for? Oh, I, I mean, I—it's—it's it's not going to be anything fancy. <laughs> uh, just, right, just right. you know, I—I uh, feel—I feel steel, you know, would suffice. I'm—I'm uh, I'm uh, planning on steel? potentially enchanting. Yeah, I, I'm just—I'm planning on enchanting it potentially in the future. So, um, whatever would would stand the best. Um. All right. Uh, how long do you think this would take? Uh, Goliath looks looks at the billet that they have in the uh, in the forge. Looks around at some of the other jobs they clearly have. Four days. Four days. Four days. Four days is enough. Would four days work for you? Um. Well, I mean, how, how, how much time has it passed? It's only been like a few days. It's yeah, you guys still have five days. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, four, four days would be would be wonderful. How much? How much is this gonna cost me? Um, we're using the different technique and the method. Short sword and dagger. For the two of them, let's say a hundred and fifty gold pieces. For the two of them, it's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's uh, um, sir, <laughs> sir, completely my, my good, different reactions. <laughs> my, my, my good sir, my good sir. Um, so it, can I, I, I hand him, I, I tear out a page from my journal. And I hand yeah. it to him. It's the design for both the dagger and the um, and the sword. He hands it to his Goliath um, um, And I go, those are the designs. Um, so my question is, how do you by any chance work with enchantment or any sort of runic Enchantment here. My um, good man. I do not know. Uh, there's a there's a dwarf on an upper level. His name is Tor. Uh, he does a little bit. What what specifically are you looking for? He's very specific. Uh, 
Just, I, I just want, I just need something to give the weapons a little bit more bite, you know? Ha, huh. good one. Oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, hmm. you do not know who you're, who you're working with. Do you know what Doral Apparently Steel not. is? Doral uh, so Steel? Do you know the kingdom that you're in? I'm gonna take that as a no. Uh, is it the you kingdom, are in the of, kingdom of, of Thorn Doral? Yes. Uh, this dwarven stronghold is Thorn Doral. We are famous for our Doral steel. It's some of the sharpest steel in the world. Uh, this will be the, one of the finest weapons you are ever going to own. This is a weapon that you will pass down to your children and your children's children. This will serve them well in basketball. You will not need enchantment to make sure that this is sharp. Um wonderful uh can you so like i like gesture towards the page again and i go um is it would it cost you extra to like i add the 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 like filigree on the blade make it look fanciful you know tasteful we will be can you can you can, can, can you use like i don't know I don't know what's what's a good what's a good leather for the handle. I don't. <laughs> uh, you said you killed the Cerberus. You have any of that leather? I do. I do have some of the Cerberus hide. Yes, actually. <laughs> Wait, did you I, use, I hand uh, Cerberus hide. I hand him the Cerberus hide, and I go, "No, um, we we did use some of it to make. We did." give a decent amount of it to make a cloak didn't we yes yeah you used a little bit of it um to wrap a handle it's not gonna take a whole lot um it's more just like a long strip that he can sew together if need be um so if you had like i don't know a square yard a three foot by three foot section which we'll say you do um you'll have enough can, can we say that that like that we we have some of the leftover material still with us. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, what yeah. we gave to the tailor. Yes, yes, you do. Cool. Uh, yeah, I hand him the end of the material for for the handle. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, this is okay. He hands this to the guy. Um, takes that. Uh, Sorry. Oh, all right. <laughs> he sticks at his finger and he goes and he grabs the billet again. Um, and this time the Goliath. We'll do a lot of the pounding um, as they draw this. Um, over the next few minutes, they go through this um, another heat as they begin to, again, expand the billet and they begin to do a little bit of the forging and the shaking of it before eventually um, the forge. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yes, the sword. Um, is there anything else that you need from me? Um, not not, ter not terribly, no. Um... Wonderful. Uh we said 150 gold pieces. I right. believe so, yes. All right. Um, let's just do this half down, half when you get it. Um, 75 gold pieces now. Um, and then when you get the blade in four days' time, the rest of the money. Fair enough? Tell, tell you what. You put, you put as much time and effort as you can into this sword. I give him 100 gold pieces. And I go... I'll give you another hundred once it's done. Just really make it the finest piece of weaponry that has ever touched your forge. Like, I, I want it immaculate. 
for that kind of money, I will do what that kind of money pays for. Great. I'll give you the hundred pieces once I get the sword. <laughs> yeah. Give you the other hundred pieces once I get the sword. Cool. As, I as you like look into his eyes, you're like, okay, this guy has done some pretty high priced commissions before. Um, <laughs> like two hundred gold is still a lot of money, but yeah, you you get the drift. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I listen, man. I'm not made of money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dwarf who specifically commissions for adventurers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, uh, he begins, and at this point, he begins to, um, arrange a few other things, um, and returns to work, basically just ignoring you at this point. He takes the money, kind of nods, and then just immediately goes back to work. Cool. Um, I look over at Edward, I'm like, so, uh, is there anything that you want, do you want to, you want to go look around? I think they have an inn around here somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. I, or like, I mean... or... A tavern, maybe? I don't know. I'm I'm happy with my weapon, so I don't think I need anything else here. Do you know if Renaya has a weapon? I can't remember. Renaya does have a weapon. I believe she has the diamond crusher. She has the big old <laughs> warhammer. Right. I believe she, the, believe she has diamond crusher. The thing that Vlada her, gave her. Yes, her oh, warhammer, she's set. yes. She's set. If, if it was wielded by Vlada, then it, <laughs> yeah. it must be something, right? Oh, oh, trust me. The last thing I'm worried about is whether or not Renaya has a powerful weapon. Well, um, quite honestly, I, I, I really would like to look around, but it might be worth talking to the uh, enchanter that they have. Okay, I mean, I know cool. that you'll have questions, but I'm also curious if they've ever worked with Aldernite or if they're familiar with, you know, Do, Fellows Distribution. Um, I mean, Aldernite is, is a required uh, resource in enchantment, so if they do work in enchantment... Is um, that true, DM? Yes. Dang and you would know this. You know yeah, this. Edward didn't say that exact thing. He said, yeah. well, they've had to work with Aldernites. Fellows <laughs> Aldernite Distribution Company. Yep. Um, we should go talk to them. Sure. Uh, do you do you need a weapon? Do you want a me? weapon? Yeah. No. Remember, we had the whole conversation about making my rapier a little beefier. You talked to me. I, I, I know, but I feel like I feel like you like I feel like a rapier. The, like that rape no offense to your rapier. it's a fine well, rapier it's a beautifully it's a great made blade. rapier i just are you sure you don't want anything i mean i really Cooler? feel comfortable with my rapier <laughs> it's cool it's cool the handle didn't you see it it's all ordained okay fine it's a priest it <laughs> <laughs> i like it how pretty it is how the, the, rape, you the can rapier get the classes online the rapier is a priest I, um, uh, you know, it has no religious affiliation. Edward, let's go talk to the enchanter. Yes, I, that's what I've been saying. Renaya, do you want to go talk to the enchanter? Uh, sure. Great. Okay. <laughs> I was going to offer that you'd make a blade, but Havel reminded me that you had the diamond crusher. You have diamond Lada, crusher. And honestly, I'm even afraid oh, of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you have malice, you know. As I have a, a lot of things going for me right now. So. Oh yeah, the demon thing. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> said it quietly. Don't. I said it quietly. All right, Edward. let's go. Let's, let's get going. <laughs> Edward, I th for the first time in a while, I might just slap you again. <laughs> don't. It really hurts. <laughs> I wasn't made to take blows like that. Let's so, go. Where are you guys going? Up to, uh, the, the enchanter to, to the upper level to talk to Tor. 
tour. Okay. The browser. All right. Do you, uh, so, so where are you guys going? Is there an the elevator? Upper level? There's the you elevator. Said, said yeah. the upper level. We go to the elevator and we're just, I go up to the closest person. Okay. Uh, you like, can see there's uh, a couple of those Goliaths that are standing there. Um, they look to be, um, they're decked out in similar garb to um, the guards on the landing platform where they have uh, their lower body covered and covered in armor. And they have the vanguard with the uh, the upper... It's a van brace. Van brace with the upper... Uh, upper cannon. Upper cannon. Very similar style armor, um, just a light design for the Goliaths here. Um, they look like they're the ones that are manning the elevator. Uh, and so you could approach them. Otherwise, there's several dwarves around. You're welcome to approach. Them. I, I go uh, approach one of the Goliaths. Okay. I walk up and kind of like I stare up at them, assuming that they're much taller than me. He <laughs> looks down at you. You honestly like the the uh, they're only about like eight feet tall, so you'd be. You're like, I'm what, like, six? what? I thought you're super tall and lanky. No, I'm a tiefling. <laughs> I'm like I'm like six foot with oh, like yes. with like heels on. He looks down at you. I yes. Uh, hello, friend. Um, I I need to talk to an enchanter or a, a magician of some sort. His name is Tor, I believe. He's in the upper levels. Um, all right. I believe he resides on the second level. Can you take can Can you take us there? Is this Is this how we get there? Yes, we can do this. Okay, thank, uh, thank step you. onto the other. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you guys begin rising into the air um, you go up probably about four or five levels before you land on what you assume is the second level um, and are able to step off this level is much different um, you still have kind of an open chasm that looks down into the mountain, um, kind of the central little hole in the floor um, but the rest of it is kind of this um, rounded off circular uh, almost like a library um, with a few doors and offices and stuff like this. Um, but you can see there's a few other dwarves um, all around, kind of in what you would imagine is the dwarvish style of wizard robes, um, where they're still like ripped and jacked, um, but they're like but in wearing glasses, you know? Um, <laughs> and like they're, they don't have their shoulders exposed, you know? Um, and are wearing kilts. Ones. Yeah, they're wearing kilts. Yay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you land on this level of this floor. Great. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I approach these Goliaths, if there are any here. There are no Goliaths here. Dang it. I approach the nearest dwarf. Approach a, a glasses dwarf. A glasses a dwarf. Glasses dwarf. Um, so there's two that you can see. But he's wearing glasses um, both, to prove both that Both of them are wearing glasses. Um, one of them has um, braids that come, his hair is braided up and through um almost like almost like space buns basically is how his his hair is braided up and through like this um with a another ponytail that comes down the back side or not a ponytail it's a another braid that comes up so he has like three separate braids one of the two of them in like space buns up top and then one of them that's braided down um to keep his hair from flopping forward and then the beard is much more trim um and proper than um some of the other ones it's not like aaron's beard um it's kind of like shaped 
Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's a beard. That is a beard. That's some facial hair right there. Um, but like very like it's still plump and, and like very voluminous, um, but very much like shaped and trimmed um, and controlled. Um, both of them look fairly similar. The hairstyle in the second one is a little different. Um, it's flowing back uh, with this thick, like matted curly hair that really hasn't been tamed in years, you can say. Um, both of them have like fairly younger features. They look like they're probably, you know, maybe 75 instead of 200. Um, they're babies. There are babies, exactly. Um, Renaya would describe them probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but both wearing similar style robes, one of them has like a bluish uh, theme to it. The other has like a reddish theme to it. Uh, but they're both there. Which one would you like to go to? Wh which one's wearing the most jewelry? <laughs> um, the one with the blue robes has three rings on his left hand. I like his style. I go up to him. We vibe in. He passed the Me too, check. bud. <laughs> so so sir, you're approaching him? Yeah, yeah. I go, excuse me, sir. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I was wondering, could you point me to the esteemed scholar known as Tor? Uh, I am Tor. <gasps> Score. You... <laughs> You're Tor? I, I am Tor. Would you expect something else? No, no, actually. I, I don't, no, actually, I, mean, I don't you know what I was expecting. Talk to someone else if you No, were, no, like, I was. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you just said esteemed, but now you're like looking at me uh, like I'm not, nothing, you not, know, like I'm a little confused. There's some mixed vibes. Listen, uh, we, we were told page. that you were a very skilled enchanter. And so, so we were just curious at what you might offer. What do you need? What kind of enchantment do you specialize in? What kind of magic? Um, I mostly do alchemy with a little bit of enchantment. Um, I've been dabbling my toes the last uh, you know decade or so in that enchantment area. Um, so I'm not getting confident with that. Um, but it really just kind of depends. I like to explore and look around. You know, I like trying new things. I'm very uh, very positive in that aspect. Um, again, what do you want? Could you make a sword sear through skin? Yes. I mean, that's kind of the design. You know, we have to roll. No, right? I, I mean, when I say <laughs> sear, I mean sear as in meat to a pan. Ah. Oh, How barbaric. Style. Um, come with me. Come with me. Um, and he begins leading you around, grabbing two more books um, that he then just like sets into like the open air and they just float and stack on each other and follow him. Um, I can do that too. Me too. Good job. <laughs> Good job, boys. Yay! <laughs> magic. Renaya's <laughs> uh -huh. uh, got better magic. magic. She can heal people and one-shot bosses. <laughs> I can heal people. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he sets them into the open air. They follow him in. Before you, uh, he leads you into an office. Um, this one doesn't have any books in it, like you've seen in some other wizardly uh, offices and stuff like that. You can see that there is a large map of the interior of the mountain of Thondurol, uh, with all the different layers and what's on each layer. It's kind of like a little like a guide to the mountain, basically. Um, it's a mall map. As is, yeah, exactly. It's a little wall map. Um, 
Great. But he has that. Um, then he has his desk. Um, it doesn't have any um, chairs around it. Um, it's like a it's like a standing height desk, which is like a normal height for you guys to sit at. But mm. this is a standing desk for him. Uh, he is a little bit shorter. He's probably about four feet or so. Uh, so you stand a good ways above him. Um, but he has a variety of different papers and items and different um, components going through it. Uh, but he comes in, he grabs a large tome off the desk and begins flipping through things. You wanted to see hmm. Yes. Um, actually, really quick, DM. Havel's going to make a point of crouching so that way he doesn't have to look up at Havel when he's, like, talking okay. to him. <laughs> ah, ah, uh, listen. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but uh, you don't need to accommodate for me. I understand as you're just tall, no, I, I'm short, I, I'm not, you I don't, know, it's just how it is. You know? But if you want to you. sit down on the floor, you know. But well, out of, out of respect to you, I just don't want you to strain your neck, you know. Oh, years of it, man, you know. It's just it's just how it are, is. Are you sure? Point. I'm sure. You just, you, like, I don't want you to strain. Is really uh, what's happening. No, you it's just not stay strain. upright. It's... No, trust me, this is going to cost a lot of money. You stand upright. Okay. <laughs> I so, stand upright. <laughs> steering. All right. Yeah. Um, why steering? He says as he like flips through his book. Well, the blade is being forged using Cerberus tooth coals, <laughs> and the wow. handle's going to have Cerberus leather. So I like I, the theme. Yeah. I kind of want it to to burn. <laughs> Okay, well, there's a few different options that we can go through here. Um, if you are able to, do you have any components that might uh, assist in that burning quality that we could try to imbue? Uh, um, um, well, you know, Dragon is a really great one. Um, the Cerberus, if you have like the Cerberus fire, that's really great as well. Um, did we, we traded you know, in the blood, didn't we? Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, a sun coal is always a good idea. Um, a sun coal. <laughs> a sun coal. Uh, roll. Uh, are you asking or are you just wondering if you know? Do I, do I know what a sun coal is? Yeah, you guys um, look up. Go ahead and roll a um, arcana check. How dare he ask you to throw your only sun coal into the flames? Ha! <laughs> Getting real biblical real fast. <laughs> exactly. You better hope that there's a goat tangled in some vines, or else you are in trouble. <laughs> What'd you get? Um, 14. Okay. Um, you, vaguely know, did Grant or I, did you guys roll Arcana? I'll do it. Yeah, go for it. I'll go ahead and roll Arcana. <laughs> no. I'm curious. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think I do either. It's not that what, bad. What did it's you guys get? Great. Well, Seven. actually, I got a 17. Yeah, that's not too bad. That was too <laughs> <laughs> I got a 17. No, no. That's not too bad. I don't know what I that forgot is. I had a, such a cracked, like, addition to it. Arcana. <laughs> so, um, Havel, you kind of know what it is. You've heard mm. about sun coals before. Um, Grant, you're like, oh, great, a sun coal. Yeah, like, we're going to get that. Um, what, what you know is it's a... Basically, what has happened? what happens when it... How do I want to explain this? Hmm. So when a mountaintop is struck by lightning that is of uh, a certain temperature, basically, um, what can happen is it can strike like a specific rock instead of like the mountain itself. If it strikes like one specific rock, 
uh, there's like a one in 10 chance that that energy and the light and, and like fire from the lightning will imbue itself into that stone and create what's called a sun coal, um, hmm. which can be used as a really, really powerful magic component. Like um, wizards have found that if they have a sun coal and they use it as a magic component, like their fireball is passed at like 13th level. Um, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, wow. Like it's ridiculous. Um, and so they're extremely rare. They're very, very hard to get. Um, you know that the Lunenkana Mountains is uh, notorious for having sun colds every once in a while. There's a lot of storms that come through this region, and these peaks are very, uh, very rounded off. They've been around for a really long time, and so there's a lot of like loose rubble at the top of them. It's not like uh, you know one solid like piece that sticks up. Uh, and so you know that there's like potential to find it. Um, there are like people who devote their whole lives. They're they're um, called sun chasers, um, where they are just literally like climbing to the top of mountains and hoping that they find a sun coal because if they do they're like wow. set for life and and they haven't discussed price yet right no now uh the guy said that he was going to use one of these no right? no no he was, no, asking, he was if asking if we had that as a component it had a sun coal like okay, it's great yeah yeah uh well i guess I, when he asks uh edward just kind of goes like if we had a sun coal we wouldn't be here buddy <laughs> you know that's fair that's fair um, um, we did have a vial of Cerberus blood, but we did use that for something. Uh, uh, the blood's okay. If you had like the uh, the sack um, that comes from Cerberus. Ah, the yes. That... The, the, the fire sack. <laughs> well, with the Cerberus, it's very... Um, Why are we talking about a dog sack? <laughs> <laughs> it's very thick. Um, you know, like... like um, Kind of like let's see what is it a pufferfish or a or a squid something that has like a venom um they have like that sack in the back of their throat uh, that's where that um the like uh, lava-esque fire comes from oh uh, yes the magma gland okay. so so it's, totally, so it's it's fine it's fine um you you said you said something about a dragon uh yeah liquid dragon fire if you could liquid, grab that okay liquid dragon fire um, yeah it's basically the same thing okay uh uh, any what other thing? What like a fire breathing potion? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! And I start digging through my bag. Anaya, um, do you got something? I have a thing. I think. Um, a little Timmy stuck in the well. And I'm gonna pull out the red potion. <gasps> a potion. Ah! I don't okay. know what this is. I don't. Um, okay. Well, Actually, hold on. I just realized something. I put my hand to it. It oh. blows up. <laughs> well, no, I put my hand to it, and I wait before ah. I put my hand to it. I look at him and I go, "Are you about to identify that?" Um, I was going to go through to uh, not quite identify. I was going to go through a process of identifying it, but not like that. I stick my so hand to it and I cast identify. Okay. Um. The thingy you told me was it had like an area effect aura thingy. Oh yeah, this is one of the potions where you were being real vague and mean about it. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me what I identified as. Um, identify. Just the specifics of it. I'm aware. I'm trying. Oh to wait, you did tell me what it does. Hold on, Renaya puts it. Wait, I know what it does. I remember. <laughs> what it do? Um, it like makes a person too hot to be around. Not in like the physical sense, though. 
Wait, well, like yes, physically in the hot, sense, but in, not but not in like physical wise. attraction. Uh, okay, uh, temperature, so temperature wise. wise. I mean, physically, yes. I'm right. already hot, too hot to be. <laughs> well, that's enough. Too hot to handle. <laughs> too, too too cool to fool. <laughs> so, uh, Havel, you identify it and you recognize that that is the properties of it. Okay. <laughs> what 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 does it do? For one minute, you radiate heat, 2d6 fire damage on anyone within five feet. It makes heat. You're welcome. M maybe you can use it. Um. Well, there goes one of my spell slots. I mean, you could pour this over the blade. The is the issue. Uh, combining magic items is a very difficult process, and taking alchemy and enchantment and trying to fuse them together to create a permanent effect is very difficult. Okay, that's fine. Um, and I take it back and put it in my bag. Okay. It's, time. You know, it's all right. Um, the the sword isn't going to be done for like another four days. Yeah, uh, come back with liquid fire in some sort of way. Go find a dragon or something. Something. I'll bring back Greek fire. I don't even know who the Greek are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Corinthians. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> um. Uh, cool. Uh. Well, do you guys want to ask him anything? Well, may I have a quick aside <laughs> with you? Uh, he's saying uh, to Tor. Yeah, sure. Just a quick aside. Uh, one sec, he says to Havel and Anaya. And he uh, walks walks just like 10 feet away. <laughs> like, I love far. that sentence. A quick aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I can I see either of their faces? Yeah, I think... you can see both of their faces. Gosh. I'm going to read their lips. You okay. said that you just pulled her off the side, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is fair. Uh, Edward just says quietly... Um, so obviously you work with Aldernite, um, and mm -hmm. I, I was just curious. I've been uh, trying to learn more about the the reputation of this whole thing. Um, have you ever worked with uh, the the fellows Aldernite Distribution Company? No, we do not work Probably. with the fellows. Distribution oh, okay. Um, where do you get your Aldernite from? My miners ourselves. We have a whole mountain. Yes, that I see that. That makes sense. Um, well, why don't you do business with them particularly? Fellows are. Do you speak dwarvish? Do I speak dwarvish? Yeah. Ooh, I honestly think. Yeah, I do. I actually do. Okay. He then proceeds them, yeah. to um, say a couple dwarvish um, slurs. That I'm not gonna repeat. <laughs> but you could oh. say them in Dwarvish. No one would know. Fuck a Dwarvish, but yeah, I don't. Oh my goodness, that's how Dwarvish sounds. That's canon now. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you said it sounds Baka. like but and it sounds like like butchered Orcish mixed with Japanese. Baka, Baka. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Um, yeah, uh, no, the fellows are. Are terrible. We don't uh, enjoy doing business with them. I, I hate. I hate to bring it up. I'm. I'm sorry, but I, I'm. I'm wondering about specifics. What exactly have they done? What. What did. What did they do? The enslavement of like four clans. It's really kind of four? a terrible thing. Yeah. How, how many? Four. Do you know? Like four. Like. Well, four I mean, clans. like how many dwarves? <sighs> And there's approximately a thousand dwarves. <laughs> Clans approximately like ten thousand dwarves. Oh goodness gracious! 
Rough. I don't know. I, I didn't know it was so many. Well, I, I think you'd be glad to know that um, the leader of, of that that whole company is, uh, he has passed. Mm. And I, I don't know the future of it, so hopefully that they can yeah, have some rest now. Interesting. Or do they know that? I don't know. Have you heard of Athala? Rock pigeon. The 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 city that the fellows live in, the one at the base of the mountain range. Yes. Yeah, it was Dwarvish Engineering that built that city. Right. Well, um, Athala's been through quite a bit too, so it's hmm. kind of a result of that. I don't know. I don't know the future of it. I. This has gone on too far. I, I'm sorry Question. to bring it up. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's not like I... I most Lunin Corner Dwarves are just, in general, not fans of them. Which makes sense, I guess. Um, I don't blame them. Yeah, it's kind of funny. They're almost like the boogeyman. They're like, uh, oh, you, you. we literally tell our kids, like, oh, you better behave with the fellows. You're going to come and slay you. It's kind of funny. Uh, really? But, uh, it's not really funny, I guess. It's, uh, it's actually kind of terrible, but... Yeah, anyway. Edward's not smiling. I'm trying not to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's horrible. I'm I'm so sorry. Don't apologize to me. I've never had to deal with them. <laughs> yeah. Um he looks back at Havel and Renaya and pretty much says, <laughs> "Well, I'm done here. <laughs> I I'd really like to go look at something else maybe. Get um... things off my mind." Tor, ah. I'm kicking myself right now. Uh, <laughs> Tor, uh, yeah. quick question. You, yeah. said, you said you're an alchemist, correct? Yeah. H have you heard of, oh God, what's his name? <laughs> um, guys, you're going to need to help me out here. We haven't played this campaign in like a month. Uh, Who are you Big here? Dragon. Big, uh, no, uh, no, Renaya. No, I, no, I was gonna Terracol say Renaya's adoptive father. Luthel is the politician. Yeah. <laughs> is the dragon. Thordun is the dragon that you just killed. Um, are you aware of the dragon Terracolmos? Roughly, yes. Um, so don't ask. I mean, you can. I answers may vary. I'm just gonna be upfront about that. Um, I may or may not have had the chance to peek at his uh, works and committed a bit of it to memory. Um, what do you mean? I I bring out my my notebook that I I scribbled down. You know, you know how he had that diary, uh -huh. and I scribbled a bunch of it, like a bunch of the information, down into a yeah. book. Uh -huh. Before we burned it into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> Which is why I'm kicking myself. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, knowledge stuff. Um, I hand it to him and I go, uh, well, I don't, okay, I don't hand it to him. I open to one page and I give it to and I like hold it to him and I go, this is a direct copy of some of the information that Revoluthel uh, had. And is some of the experiments that he's been working on. You mean Terracolomos? Um, uh, yes, Terracolomos. Okay. Heck, god 
Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. That was ah, doing your best. No, I no, you're fine. I, I'm all over the place, too. <laughs> um, the reason I'm telling you this is, one, um, you said you were a man of alchemy yourself, and maybe you'd make use of this. But two, consider this, I don't know, gift of good tiding. <laughs> you know, established relations. My name is Havel, by the way. I don't know if we established that high. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Thor. Um, and you are, mm-hmm. he points at you, Renaya. Renaya, um, do you also know how long the enchantment will take? Uh, it depends on the material that I have for the components. Oh. I'm not too worried about so it, Renaya. Really. Like an estimate or something? Usually at least a day, bare minimum. Okay. Maximum? Then it could go up to like, well, like, I mean, you know, like a teleportation circle, you have to cast that spell every single day for a year in order for it to... Well, yeah, well, yeah but you know, he's doing the, like, the searing thing out of the options. What's the... Like, I suppose that's true. Days? All right. Um, can't be more than a month. A month right. to enchant okay. it. I look, I look at it and it I'm like... Like, if, if you guys come in with, like, 20 of these potions, like, mm-hmm. technically I can get the effect... It's just going to take a long time. If Rinaya. you come in with liquid fire from a dragon, it's going to take like three days. Mm. Rinaya? What? I'm not too worried about it. I just wanted to inquire. I know. I just wanted to make sure we keep track of everything because we also need to go back for your cloak. Yes, I'm aware. And my rapier. Wait, and did that already happen? Ah! We've got so many things we've got to keep track of right now, and I'm trying so to So much shopping. Too little time. No, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We... I say we chill here for a bit, right? We I'm, can we say that we left a note at the inn? <laughs> sure, yeah. You're like, hey, if these people show up, tell them we went here. <laughs> um, I say we hang out here for a while, you know, you know, take in the scenery, talk to some locals, enjoy ourselves, and then once I get my weapons, we go back, meet up with the rest of the peoples. And get our other stuff because it should be done by then, probably. I think that sounds like a great idea, honestly. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, what else are we going to are, do? Are, are, <laughs> are we opposed, Renaya? Are you opposed? No, I'm good. I just I got new clothes. You do have your. We'll go, we'll go back and get your clothes. Right. I pr- I promise, Pinky. 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 Tor. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else in the Dwarven Stronghold you'd recommend we uh, see? Uh, I mean, we, we're also um, kind of here to just see. I've never been to one of these. That's fair. Um, well, there's the Hall of the Fathers. Um, that sounds cool. It's, yeah, it's it's just like a, kind of like a memorial to the past kings. They all have a statue going through. I know um, about that. That's a cool place. Um uh, we have a temple to, uh, um, you know, why am I forgetting his name? Out of the forge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's my list? Her, her, ah! her, her, um, her, No, no, nope. No, the Greek it's not one. Hephaestus. Nope. Hephaestus. It's not Hephaestus. I can do this. Let me just spit. Um, hey guys, it's that part of, part of the paper. Shut DM question. Yes. Yes. Is to, is this the night of party night? 
Uh, tomorrow is the night of party night. Tomorrow is the night of party night. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, the night what of party. What are you talking about, Renaya? <laughs> Tonight's the party. <laughs> that was not. That was not canon. I'm sorry. We're, I'm uh, just trying to stall while DJ finds out the name of this uh, forge um, god. If I'm going to be entirely transparent. Hey guys. Uh. So meanwhile, meanwhile on the other side of the globe, meanwhile. Havel and or not Havel, Track and Ed, and Cather. Are actually partying. Yes, they're partying as they skin a dragon. It happens. You know. Uzumel. Um, he says to um, they have a temple to Chuzumel. I, I would uh, love to see the yeah. kings. We have the temple to Chuzumel. There's the hall of the fathers. Um, so much history. Um, I don't know. That's enough for us. All right, cool. Um, well, uh, let me know if you find any fire. Uh, otherwise, I'll uh, I'll be here. And he grabs one of the books that was floating and opens it and just starts like walking and reading. Do you want any of the information from? Ah, mm, actually, yes. Uh... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have to give it to you, but like. I am kind of just offering up information from a dead dragon. Can you come back in like two hours? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. He takes the book and he begins copying things down. Great. I. Hall of Fathers? Hall of Papas? Um, so while you guys are going to go explore the temple, uh, we are going to jump over to Tarak and um, <laughs> Cather and Melora. Um, you guys are feeling it. Life is rough right now. You know, you kill the dragon, you nearly die. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> try to kill the dragon. So, I imagine we're kind of just, you know, after we get done harvesting, mm. we're just kind of chilling. Okay. You know? Because, uh, I, I assume by the time we get done, it's night. Yes. Um, I will... Specifically, asked. normally I don't care about carrying weight, except for when you're trying to carry a dragon. Fair. What are you harvesting? Um, I have the carrying capacity of a large creature. Okay. So I, I can carry as much as a horse could. Okay. So maybe maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's check and see. Let's check and see how how this whole works. Um, Let me just quickly go to Google. Let's see how big an adult dragon is. Let's see. Fifteen times your strength score. Now, fifteen times your strength score is strength is, score is, is your is your carrying capacity, or the normal carrying capacity? capacity? Hold on, that's normal carrying capacity. Oh, okay, okay, normal carrying capacity. So that means that my carrying capacity, okay, fifteen times eighteen the, uh, is two hundred seventy pounds. That's something, you know. That's 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 a fairly significant amount of of weight. I need a, I need some book. I'm not sure which book. Let's see. What's my? How much? How much? What is the total weight I have in my inventory? This is the book that I need. Mathematical nerds. Is it the book that I need? Okay. Oh shoot. I must. Wait, no. I think it's right. Ooh, actually, I should, dude. I should sell that. What's wrong with me? 
Yeah, guys, you can add this to the montage, Dude, but I should... add a disclaimer of that it's not DJ. Hey I'm, guys, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna some of the stuff I have. I'm just gonna sell. Cool. cool. Hey guys, remember we have a sponsor, Never Ending, because your stories matter. They have a wonderful selection to create your own characters in whatever fashion you guys desire. They have a beautiful animation uh, Kickstarter that they just did a couple of, like like a month ago, maybe a couple months. Give not sure. A couple months ago, um, time is a wacky do little thing. Um, check them out at beneverending.com and app. Seriously, they're very cool. Um, yes. They're a fantastic option for for those of uh, you who don't have no. artsy friends and also just want to use a cool system to make your characters. Um, Using the so. premium version unlocks a ton of super rad character options, uh, ranging from uh, different body types to even prosthetics, which I think is, I personally think is super rad. Um, so yeah, guys, go check them out. Oh, uh, back to our regularly scheduled program. I, think. I can carry 420 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So Heck yeah, the true dude. question is, how big is this? How much? How many pounds of material is it? Is our harvest? And we all right? know Melora's jack. Oh, like like. <laughs> now, to be that's fair, like, we do have bats. We do have bats. Bats are not load bearing creatures. <laughs> Make sure their bones are hollow. War bats, though. <laughs> you, you don't have war bats. You have giant bats. That oh, that is true. We technically don't have war bats. Look, just because it's from an orc doesn't mean that it includes war in the name. They just look like so. A bat can carry three hundred pounds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Total, including you. Okay. What's what's Melora's strength? Score? I'll just run. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll carry the bat. Well, here. Okay. So here's one thing, right? Uh, so Trek could run. Meanwhile, his bat could carry more stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I'll I'll carry some. So, Battlehead with you guys. I will re-ask my question. <laughs> what are you guys harvesting from this dragon? Okay, Great question. What exactly do we want? Well, I want some of the, like, some blood, some bone, like like the teeth and claws, maybe some hide. Please, I mean... Please take, like, a talon for me. <laughs> I, I, maybe, I mean, if it's possible... This is, if a, it's this possible, is a black dragon, right? If it's uh -huh. possible to crawl in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the 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 acid sack. Okay. It also it also doesn't have to be like like an like one of the actual like big big talons. It can be like that little hangnail that like some animals have on the back of their like leg. That would be the one that would be most easiest to carry, as that one is about the size of your chest versus yep. the size of your back. Correct. Also, um, <laughs> the uh, I will state harvesting. A uh, potentially dangerous fluid from a dead creature normally does require a survival check. <laughs> now, to be fair, though, we have, we do technically have Melora with us. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> she's doing. That. <laughs> we, you're having Melora helping. crawl into the dragon. No, well, <laughs> I mean, Melora is our is our uh, survival person. Your yeah. your re your residential bushman. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know the knife called the Bushmaster? That's Melora for us. But uh, I, I don't know. I just want some, like, some, like, a scale or two. Um, blood. Hide. 
Nah, I don't need hide. The scales. No. Well, I want I want hide because hide. You can have hide. Hide's Look, useful. I'm a simple man. I don't ask for much. Hide's okay. useful. So, yeah. scales, um, blood, and bone. That's pretty much it for me. I wish I knew what Hannah would want, but maybe a little bit of meat. What? Fry it and what see what Hannah that want? see what that's like. Okay. What would Probably pretty tangy, very gamey, I would assume. Yes. Um, okay, so we're gonna get the uh, fire sack, we'll call it. Uh, we're gonna get the fire sack, we're gonna get um, uh, a rear talon, a back talon. Um, we're gonna get how many scales specifically? We'll how big are the scales? One, we'll say each scale weighs 30 pounds. Each Ooh, scale weighs 30 pounds. Jesus, they're huge. 30 Wait, pounds. Actually, no, no, no. Uh, Ryan, a plate is 45 pounds, right? A plate? Like for lifting? Oh, yeah, a plate. Yeah, that's 45. Okay, yeah, we'll say it's 45 pounds then. Okay, 45. Oh, this this works way better if it's in bench weight. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, okay. Um, Let's see, 45. 45 so how big are these scales? A, like, these have to be huge. Okay, so these are like one of these scales could be theoretically used as a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so like, heck. I'll take two. Okay. I'll take two. Um, let's see. That brings scales. me up to 90 pounds. I don't, I'll just take like a water skin of blood. Okay. We'll say so you get um, one, one liter of blood. Okay. Excellent. That's, I, will, that's great. I will also fill a, a water skin worth of blood. You guys now have two liters with the blood. Um, and uh, then let's, let's take a. Can I also have some bone? Bone would be bone. Good. I would like to make DJ. <laughs> I would like to get enough hide to theoretically create a set of. Uh, use it to to create a set of armor theoretically. Like, like scale mail. Well, like. Uh, like yeah. hide armor. <laughs> well, well enough enough that could be incorporated into armor to perhaps gain, gain additional benefits if used to like for like enchanting and stuff like that. I think a single scale. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. Then. <laughs> um, well, a scale yeah, can't I, be melted down. So, Oh, you'd be surprised. A scale, scale can, can be broken be apart though. And like that stitched into things. Scale, blood, bone. Can I get, how okay. big is its eye? You can also like, you can also like, you can also like mortar and pestle like scale. Yeah. That's true, actually. Powder. That's you true. Know, like, um, just like. Okay, what else do I have? You know, like, like a, a basketball. Like a basketball. A little bit bigger. Like a little bit bigger. Like a beach ball. Not like a big okay, beach so ball, but like the mini beach that's balls. My eye. In comparison to the rest of me, <laughs> I'm trying to get a scale of reference on this dragon. I'm trying to pin it. Okay. It's so big. okay. So we want. Okay. So fire sack, scales. Bones, hide, and blood, and, and blood, and some claws. So you get a claw, a claw, and some and some teeth. That's what I forgot. Okay, a tooth is about as big as your torso to the head. Okay, I'll take I'll take two of those. <laughs> He's just hello. <laughs> How are you carrying these? That is hilarious. I don't know. It's like Catherine, but just straight I have another me. hundred pounds. I have a hundred pounds of stuff that I can carry. Oh so God. I'm carrying it somehow. Correct. We're like, yeah, it's a plate size scale. Okay, I'll take two of them. 
Cather. All right, this tooth is as long as your upper half of your body. Okay, I'll take two of them. Yeah. Well, we, we oh, I thought it was is... your whole body. Upper half, yeah. I guess. Yeah, upper you half. Is that that bad? Cather's, Cather's lats on his back just form shells. <laughs> what is your so carrying capacity, Cather? I also, I want, I, I also want to take an eye. I do want to take an eye. Just one. Okay, eye. so we have one claw. Drew. Is it a, is it a white claw? The frat yes. boys are going crazy. Uh, Drew, you can either have a claw and a sorority tooth or you can girls have two actually. Teeth. I I don't want to I don't want a claw. I just want two teeth. Okay, so no claw. Yeah, just well, one claw I, for one claw for Trek. That's it. Claw. Next time that Renai and Edward claw? kill Trek something, I'm never thinking of oh, you guys. Oh, I thought I thought Trek I thought Trek I thought Aaron said Trek wanted a claw. Okay, no, no. So uh, I want no, scales, blood, bone. Oh my okay. lord! <laughs> Which is ninety pounds. Okay, to be fair, the scales are thinner. So I might be able to throw a claw in there, but you know, if it's no about claw, now no, no that claw. I wish we still had our cart. Wait, I'll give the claw to Renaya. She can have a claw. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wait, no, not Renaya. Melora. Renaya's not here. Okay. Uh, by the way, Ryan, to answer your question, 270 pounds. Mm. Okay. Are we getting the uh, the fire sack? Yes. I'm definitely getting right. the fire sack. It's an acid sack. Two teeth. Yeah, well, yes. I said acid sack, but then DJ's like, we're just going to call it the fire sack. Okay. So, the sack, two teeth, some hide. We had like a month to figure this out. And, and <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it for a month, okay? You should have been. And, some, and, and and like two scales. Look, I'm not that, me. That's I know my, where I'm that's going. My, and two scales? That's my, two scales? That's my laundry list. It's 90 pounds, you know? That's my laundry no, list. No, 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 no. You get two teeth or, or two scales. Or I, don't get, I can't get both? Think of it as like part of the show where we haggle with the DM. Hey, I just want a party with Grot. DM. Hey, DM. Hey, DM. Could could my bat not carry some things too? Are you going to walk? Well, if Track is walking, then there's no need for me to fly. That was a joke. You guys are gonna be gone for like two weeks. Soon lives near Athala. DJ's legs have entered. You guys went like I an wish, hour or two away I from wish, I wish we had a cart right now. You a guys, you guys are you, it would still take miles you away from three weeks to get to us. <laughs> and you have to go through the mountains. I wish we I would like to be clear. There's a lot of us oh. here. I'm being very realistic here. <laughs> and, okay, hey, DM. Yeah. I'm saying this both jokingly and non-jokingly. Okay. Is there like an organization that specializes in mythical creature cleanup for like half the profit? No. Oh, there should be. <laughs> Although I suppose that's technically a, that's a missed opportunity right there. Technically, you know what that's called? You back. know what that's called, Ryan? That's called a Adven business opportunity. <laughs> I was gonna say adventurers usually retire by starting a business. Just clean up speaking, dragons come back. Carcasses. I mean, yeah, look, look, man, I'm just we got blood, uh, we got scale. It'll we be got turned bone, into a Dracolich. And by then him. I just have a beach ball strapped to my hip. <laughs> Eyes are mostly water. So right. it'll be fine. Do you drain it? Um it would lose its its shape. Ew. I don't I don't wanna... care about the actual <laughs> No no, I, I yeah, wanna... no, I'll drain it. It's I fine. don't wanna hear okay, that. Perfect. That I mean hey. Uh, a gallon of beach water ball. weighs he eight pounds. Gross. You just like got rid of like 24 pounds. Okay. So no. exactly. I'm, I like yeah. to travel light. 
DM. To be clear, they're beautiful can, green eyes. I can do the blood and the sack and two teeth. That's what I got. You can have I, yes. You can have the blood and the sack and all that. Um, and you can this. have either two teeth or two scales or a tooth and a scale or whatever you want. Uh, well, theoretically, the scales might deteriorate faster. Drew, make up your mind. It doesn't matter. I always <laughs> tell you this, Drew. They're dragon scales. They don't deteriorate. We're playing D and D. I was just see. I said it. I said it mostly for your guys' reaction. Drew is playing shop simulator. <laughs> well, theoretically, if I wanted. And then, well, how, how can we monopolize the dragon? What's the half life? Of a dragon <laughs> scale. <laughs> My God. <laughs> All right, Drew. What do you want? I'm uh, just going with the teeth. The teeth. Okay. No scales. No scales. Okay, Malora takes two. Now scales. was that so? Okay. <laughs> Are you Whatever. kidding me? Malora would have made up the other okay. two anyway. I'm going to write that down ah! since Hannah isn't here. <laughs> two scales. <laughs> Couldn't have said that half an hour. I hate this game. (laughs) So I looked it up, and it didn't give me any specific time. But the time to read it took about a minute. No, Aaron. (laughs) So, all right, Drew. So you guys have been going through, and you've been harvesting these different things, heckling with God about who gets what and everything. Um, And now comes time to go get the sack. Uh huh. Are you doing this? Uh, yes. Sac- sacrifice yeah. the, the. I'll ranger. shout and encourage. Can I can I assist <laughs> with moral encouragement? Say no. no. Can, can Hannah assist by theoretically helping guide me as to where I and what I might be looking for? I'm Hannah going to help kill roll, a dragon. I'm going game. to roll to see what Hannah's uh, what or Malora? specifically Melora's knowledge of dragon. dragon anatomy is. Can I roll for my knowledge of dragon anatomy? No. No. The answer is you don't have any. Yo, dog, I'm just saying I'm an expert on dragon anatomy. <laughs> That's a 23. She, she can't help you. No, the only reason I'm letting Hannah do it is because she's a ranger. Oh, I know. I, I okay. just Okay, so just a flat roll, though, right? So you, yeah, roll a survival check. Okay, okay, nice. About as good as I expected it to be. Survival. Four. Ten. Nah, that's an average roll. He's gonna puncture the acid sack while he's in the. He's gonna die. He's gonna just... take. He's gonna take dragon breath weapon attack after, after death. But, but the full effect. The full yeah. effect. So, Catherine. Yeah. You're standing there at the maw of the dragon. Yeah. You get Tarak to open it up. Yeah. And you're staring into the dark void. Uh-huh. Overhead, friends. You go and you take one step and the tongue like slips out beneath your foot. Hold on, hold on. This is not a dexterity check. Let hey. the DM tell the story. <laughs> Back up, okay? Character you stepped on loose chops not, not even the DM and it moved. Chops is a climbing term for loose rock. Anyways. You got that fresh chop. For, 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 crum, <laughs> wait, for crumbly wait. loose rock. Wait, is chops so, loose rock? So then if it's yes. loose chops, it's loose, loose rock? No, I thought yeah, that Shaw no, so, was loose snow. Shaw means, means crumbly rock. Yeah. Saying so, that something's chossy means that it, it was crumbly and loose and will break yes. out from underneath you. They call Ryan, him. Look at so your you, messages. You show up on the tongue, it moves beneath you. Uh-huh. You manage to catch yourself. You don't fall in flat on your face. Hey. 
You're doing great. You're then still looking into the deep, dark abyss that is uh-huh. the throat of this dragon. Uh-huh. You get on your hands and knees. Uh-huh. You begin to crawl forward. Uh-huh. Good form. And the the esophagus of uh-huh. this, the throat of this, is wide enough for about your shoulders. By the way, I like Stick to say I, I, I took my sword out before I went in. So sword first and then... Well, because I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it out when I'm in. No, the no, thing. no, I'm just, I'm just making sure. I'm not actually. Sure. Wait, no. it's a grit. Well, actually, no. Is, I, uh, I'm just, well, not shoot. I'm an idiot. I'm not gonna use Catherine a sword. Is Catherine about to be punished because his shoulders are too beefy? <laughs> <laughs> correction, correction, DM. I'm not gonna use a sword. I'm gonna borrow a dagger from. That's Malora. a much smarter choice. Okay, fair enough. You'll be able to slide. Like, you take the dagger. Just you kind of pull in. You yep. use it to like wiggle yep. in. You yep. keep your arms above you. That way, you're not like pinned here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's and you crawl. Junji Ito. Um, <laughs> to rest. You watch Cather crawl into this esophagus. Nice glue. Gag for a second. Kind of wiggle a little more. And eventually his feet disappear. Your calves are, well, I would say your calves are looking toned, but can't say them anymore. It's a slip and slide. <laughs> Go ahead and um, roll a constitution. Save. Does the dead dragon have Me? a gag reflex? Uh, no, uh, 20. Okay. You get, you're wiggling your way, and the stench begins to hit you. And the kind of the, not realization, but you know when you're like, yeah, 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 I can do this, I can do this. And then you're like actually in this situation, and it's much worse than you expected yeah, it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this, okay? You are like warm and cold and wet and slimy and stinky and like, you're like compressed, but it's also like soft and wiggly. Like you don't have a lot of support. There's nothing really for you to grab to like pull yourself forward. It's like just, like apples you know, apples like it's green gross. Card. It's literally, it's so disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> good, good choice, Renata. Um, like it's, it's one like of being the grossest... born a second time. Ha! Uh, Wait, I don't come back. I love you guys tired. so much. You're just surrounded in choss. I hate <laughs> choss. Stop. Stop it. That is not how that <laughs> word works. They're taking my culture, Grant. <laughs> it's by far the grossest experience of your life. Hide word plays dragon chess. Catherine but eventually plays you begin, you choss. get back towards... <laughs> What you imagine is like where the neck attaches to the shoulders and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And you start feeling around and you can start to feel there's, you know, other Things. body parts in here, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're still in that esophagus, yeah, at least yeah. to the stomach. It's just one tube. Yeah, yeah. But you can start to like kind of feel around. You're like, that, that feels like a sack, uh-huh. you know? That's about right. Yeah. You give it a little cut. And immediately you are lit up as this golden, like glowing organic mass. It's very weird. Just like plops into um, the esophagus. It splashes you with stomach bile, um, but it also burns as it's also like ah, liquid fire. Literally. It's the fire sack. <laughs> um, yeah, you're like, oh, this is it. Okay, cool. You go to touch it and you immediately sear your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, um, so I take out, what do I take out? Aaron. <laughs> I just, guys, I found it. Nobody can hear you. <laughs> Not even that. It's like. Okay. 
Okay. So, so, okay. So, so, uh, you remember that water skin, DJ? That, that once upon a time, I, I put blood in. Did you, did you bring it with you? Yes. Okay. Ke could, could we... Just gotta get the reps in. Yep, yep, you know. Uh, I, I would like to, I would like to, uh, empty that. <laughs> so, here's, here's the situation. Every time I look, yeah. I can make him talk. So no. <laughs> <laughs> And shoot, so, guys, here, Ballora, no. I have a, I have a very, I have a very on. serious question. Hold on. Is Cather being Vord? Yes. <laughs> Is it Vord if it's willing? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, I, like, think, so I think, I think it's, I think it's Vord. Ten seconds. So, give me ten seconds. So, Cather. Yep. No, no, no. We've committed to this joke. Um, you're sitting here like this. You're being pressed in on all sides. There's uh -huh. a glowing, searing, hot sack in front of you. Yeah. You put the you, you you stick the knife so it doesn't go away. You just wiggle one arm back. Wait, 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 wait. Making a joke here. DM. What? I realize I have an herbalism kit, which does contain vials. Okay. Can I use one of those instead? <laughs> instead of my water skin. You reach down, you find this kit. Yep. Yeah. You like flip the flip it forward. Yeah. It's kind of like in front of you, like. <laughs> you under the strings. Yep. yep. You pull out a vial. You like go to like pull at the cork, but then a little bit of like the bile like gets into your mouth, and you're like. <laughs> All right, no more noises. You take off the cork. You put the cork back in the bag because there's nowhere else to put it. Uh huh. Shimmy forward a little bit more. Take the knife. Are you puncturing this, or are you trying? What 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 what's the plan here, bud? So okay, so so you so Oops, so it, it it's explodes. Just, there's just there's just a sack there. It's just a sack. It's just a sack, and if I touch mm -hmm. it, it burns. Like Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, Even think if of I'm like, like wearing gloves. Yeah, it's like about it's about the size of the basketball. Okay. Um, it has like a um, it's very much like a, a it's a sack. Um, that has um, like webbing going up and around it of like uh, like harder cartilage, kind of like the stuff that your nose is made out of that kind of keeps it formed in this one spot and yeah, it kind yeah. of sure, goes sure, sure. in the in-between spaces. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if I touch it and I touch it, it burns me. Yeah. Okay, and it's like just this big basketball size thing? Yeah. I do a bag. That is a thing I, cont I contain. I do contain a bag. Kind of looks like that. Fun. Okay. Gross. Okay. Um, Thanks for the visual, DJ. That's my job as the DM. Can I? Okay. I I will. Ooh, ooh. Here's an idea, DM. Aaron, I appreciate your commitment to the bit. DM. Okay. I'm gonna look up a thing real quick. I'm. Uh, if I if I look up the spell, moonbeam. You cannot cast moonbeam in here. Hold on. No, you you cannot. You do not have the space. Dragon, you open your mouth, bile falls in. You cannot cast a spell. Hold on. Okay, maybe maybe it doesn't require some of those things. <laughs> does it require verbal or somatic components? I'm looking it up. Yes, it does. Okay, cool. It does. Of course, it does. It's Every spell requires either verbal or somatic. Usually both. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to wiggle out. You start wiggling backwards. Yep, I start wiggling backwards. 
Okay. After a little while, track you see feet, think calves, and then some thick hips, and he does like some Shakira hips, and eventually he like plops back out. Okay. Um. How the grossest? How how big is the esophagus? The esophagus is about as wide as your shoulders, so probably. Okay, and so from like, but like, like outside perimeter, like of the neck, of the neck, I should say, not not the just the esophagus, like the neck itself. Yeah, the neck itself is probably like oh I don't know, six feet diameter. I mean, this dragon is jacked. That's not that bad. Okay, six feet is not that bad. I'm like, okay, I found it. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, Track. I found the sack. The problem is, it's very hard to touch and it's very hard to move inside the esophagus. So just give me a, a, like, like thirty minutes. I'll, buddy, maybe you just, can help me actually. Buddy, mom's getting tired. Yeah, I'd no, rather you, I try let, to do the sack. Set it down. Stuff. Set it down. You you can but let it down. It's gonna be real dark in there. Let it down. Just set it down. <laughs> yeah, I can't see in the dark. Just, I'm good. It's okay. I'm not going to crawl back in. I. You, Are you getting out of the mouth then? I I got out of the mouth. No, well, but like, technically you just like flopped into the mouth. But well, yeah, I no, get out of the standing. mouth. Okay. I get out of the mouth. I thought I I thought I already said that, but whatever. Okay. I stand up. I, I okay. I, all right, track. This is the plan. I step out of the mouth and put the mouth down. <laughs> I walk. I walk the length of the neck to, a, what what you know what seemed like about the shoulders. Roll an intelligence check. I hate this. Uh, I don't know why. I just do. Uh, it's because it's gross and disgusting. Yeah. And yeah. I never want to act out. Yeah, that's not. That's not even Six. the part that like bothers me. I don't know what. Okay. I don't know what bothers me about I this. I mean, I can. I mean, I'm just gonna go to where the neck meets the shoulder. That's not hard. Oh yes. That, yes, you're right. That is what I said. Okay. Yeah. You, you find it. So then I just, I start just trying to sever the neck. Hey, Kappa. Kappa. <laughs> yeah. Kappa. Yeah. <laughs> I tie a rope to my leg. Yeah. Can you hold on to this and then hold the mouth open for a bit? I'm gonna give it a shot. You're gonna give <laughs> it a shot. Yeah. Do you have something to put a small uh, uh, a sack that burns your hands that is about this big? Nope. Don't care. Just trust me on this one. Okay. I hold the rope and I hold open uh, the mouth. Yeah. I'm going to get into a full three point stance. Oh, I'm just going to charge and then just dive through the throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to get a bit speed because I'm I'm a bit wider than he is. Uh, roll roll a roll an athletics check. Okay. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. This is this is oh, Is I love this it. what we've devolved to, guys? Devolved to evolved. <laughs> evolved. That'll be a nineteen, I believe. Okay. Um three point stance. Oh, hold you... on, it's more than that. No, it's a 19. I'm a liar. Nice. You go charging forward, dive headfirst in, and you manage to get past the uh, the initial esophagus. Go He's going to be stuck right in there. Um, oh, no. Eventually, you like go two more feet before you slide to a... And you are like jam-pressed, like swimmer style. Yep. Like, I go into full, into full butterfly. <laughs> I'm just I'm swimming. The traps are engaged. <laughs> Correction, this is breaststroke. This is butterfly. You uh, think I care? Yeah, I'll do it either full, way. Full, 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 well, you can't do butterfly. You'll rip off your shoulders. Dude, um, I look, yeah. I'm down. Full we got magic for that. Um, roll another athletics check. Oh, my goodness. Um, does a 21 do it? 
Yeah. Okay. Somehow your sheer strength manages to to defy anatomy, <laughs> and you are able to stroke your way down the esophagus of this black dragon. Oh, mm-hmm. That's horrid. Might be one of my favorite sentences I've ever said. Um, That's what I'm here for. After a little while, probably about 12 feet or so, you do make it. You can see that there's a little bit of a glow. Um, and you make it to this scene where you can see there's a little sack with a vial off the side of it. There's a knife and there's the big sack. Uh, don't care about the vial and knife. I palm the, the burning sack and I just okay. tug my leg as a signal for Cather to just pull me out. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh-uh. Both hands on the thing. I don't care if it hurts. Roll that damage, yeah. bud. Uh, well, I'm going to. Um, Drew, roll and, and I'll pull thing. it into a whole, into a whole uh, with thing. Advantage. With advantage? Yep. Yeah, because Malar will help you. Okay. This makes me giggle. Okay, athletics. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys start yanking him back. And it's taking... A little while after about 30 seconds of pulling you're able to pull him out of this esophagus um you take a d6 every round so that would be five what? rounds five rounds thank you five d6 one two uh, 12 18 you take 23 points of fire damage <gasps> 23 yeah <laughs> Wear it four, baby. Nice. <laughs> uh, but you managed to pull Tarak out. Um, this glowing sack emerges um, as he immediately tosses off the side. Um, you can see that his arms and chest um, and a little bit of his chin are seared to the touch, um, easily cracking with the immediate. Uh, it's like they were um, burned. Uh, cast. What is it? Cast rate? Yeah. That's what it is. Fun. What? When you like cut off a wound and then like burn it to to oh, heal it. Oh, it's they they uh, cauterize the wound. Cauterize, yes, that's what. Did it you is. just say castrate? Yeah, I was mean, like, that's not, not right. That's not the is. same thing. No. <laughs> Wrong type of sack, DJ. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh, we could. Oh, great! I'm glad. <laughs> the um, slow realization that we all had. Okay, so DM. <laughs> Oh no! After, after this point, point I'm going Leo, to. Please don't leave us. I'm going to. Take... I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> well, you haven't been, Lydia. Lydia, me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oof, that's because a rough someone one. decided to spend 80 years getting a sack out of a dragon. Hey, hey. <laughs> no. Okay. Look, Bob, we sack. are behind schedule. Can we just oh. get going, man? Behind schedule? What are you talking about? We said we'd be back in like six days. It's already been like a whole day. Well, we also didn't plan on getting attacked by a dragon, so... Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we can break schedule by too much. Killing the dragon took like 30 seconds. The fall took almost as long as that. We're going to come back and nobody's going to even be there anyway. Uh, That's fine. Anyway. (laughs) There's other dragons in the world. Um, yes. Can I wrap this thing up? I just like I take off uh I take off my cloak. Okay. And I just wrap this thing up. What is your cloak made of? Just regular material? Uh, yeah. It burns through your cloak. Nice. Okay. RIP the cloak. Okay. I just look at it as like I just stuff it in my bag as like whatever. Yeah, Isn't you like wrap it around and then like lift it up dots. and then 
It's a good. It's a good um, thing that was my spare cloak. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you said how big is this? How big is this? About it's about the size of a basketball. How big is my head? A little bit smaller than a basketball. I touch it against metal. Does it do um, the same thing it, to metal? It like begins to heat up, but it doesn't like it doesn't get like red hot or anything like that. It's kind of just like a warm pan. Uh, okay. Does my plate mail come with a helmet? I I have a helmet. Or even. I have a helmet. Your helmet is not big enough. My helmet Odd. is not big enough. Oh, okay. Oh, I need to I need to roll for it. Are you sure? I rolled a nineteen. I got even, unfortunately. No, Your well, helmet is also not quite big enough. Uh, I just started questioning on my plate mail. I have a sandwich and I have a have, I have an extra set of half plate. Oh well, yeah, use that. You guys also have um, dragon hide that you just harvested. Yeah. That is also true. Yeah, wrap it in the stuff. We'll just fine. We, we'll figure it out. Just go. Okay. <laughs> so what should you like We're to do? The hide or the half plate? Uh, I guess the hide. Renaya's got a party to get to, man. <laughs> I think Renaya's going to get to any sort of party, no matter what. Wait, what's party? I mean, what? hopefully, hopefully our party. So together. you guys wrap it up in the hide. You I'm never going down to the looks of you because you're so much tried, better. They tried to take flight and struggle to get into the air, but eventually they get up there and then mostly glide um, as you guys begin to fly them back. DM. Theoretically, uh, how much hide did we get? <laughs> we'll figure it out later, man. Let's Roll a survival check. Uh, ooh, 20. Okay, you got enough for two cloaks. Cool. Have cool. to hide him. Um, so you guys get up in the air and begin making your way back towards Rentha. Um, over the next couple of days, you guys travel over the mountains, and just like you did before, you eventually make it back to Rentha, seeing the similar sites and everything like that. Um, and with you guys returning to Rentha, that's where we're going to take our break. Thank you guys for sticking around this much. Uh, we'll be back in like 10 or 15 minutes, um, hopefully with some... Uh, Entertaining content. I don't know. Oh, I thought that was very fun. That was I very much I loved my arms for like eight years. The commitment was on point. It was pretty <laughs> great. Um, maybe some content that Lydia isn't ashamed of. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, maybe fun. some no, content she, that Lydia know, is she, actually she, in. She she pulled some pretty like high quality jokes like through text. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, we'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. All right. All right, and we are back with Cather being bored. Wait, we decided that's not what's going on. Oops, my bad. Can we start over? Sorry, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Not funny. That was just cricket. I think our dance you know? broken. Anyway, yeah, I want to. I want to get. I want to. I want to return this one back to Amazon. We, yeah, I, wanna, I think we need wow, a replacement. Okay, Aaron's just the permanent DM now. You guys, I still table scraps the main I, campaign. No, it's a joke. Please, we love our no, DM. no, it's okay. It's, it's fine. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Anything no, it's but fine. Aaron. It's whatever. <laughs> but Aaron. <laughs> um. So, we're gonna pop back over to um Thorn Dural uh, or Theron Dual Dural. My goodness, I can't speak. Um. So. Uh, Havel, Renaya, and Edward, you guys have just finished up with uh, Tor. Um, where would you guys like to go? Well, I, I would imagine, I, I mean, 
Okay, listen. This is Edward speaking now. Okay. I mean, I think it would be neat to, to walk around and look around. I would like to see the Hall of the Kings, personally. I bet it would have a lot of interesting history. But other than that, I don't have much business here. I've pretty much, you know, seen what I needed to see. Sure. I mean, I'm okay with that. Renai, are you okay with that? Yeah? Cool. Okay. Great. So, we don't have to... I know Lydia's... Renaya's got a party she's got to get to. And we don't know, but we don't have to play through the king, uh, the Hall of the Kings, I don't think. I think it's fine if we just you just tell us if we learn anything, really. Right. You know, because it's just a Hall yeah. of Kings, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's called the Hall of the Fathers, um, is what it's called. That. Um, but the as you guys go... With Bowels of Fathers. Can we kick? It's a it's a dwarven it's a dwarven folk song, yeah, yeah. It's canon. All right, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> so I'll you guys, shoot you out of a canon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a party to get to. Good so, that lord. Oh my gosh, we can do this! I swear. Um, can we? Can we really? I I promise you guys. At one point, we knew how to play this game in a professional and efficient manner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in the call in the hall of the fathers, um, it's very much that um, they're about eight feet tall, usually about twice the size of um, whichever dwarf was the ruler at that time of um, Thondral. Um, and it's about there's probably about 20 or so rulers going back, um, each of them uh, about every 10 feet apart, and it's literally just this one hall with this golden inlay. Um, across the center of it, and then in these cavities that have been carved into the um, into the walls themselves, um, with very ornate decorations and very dwarvish style decorations that trim out these cavities, there are these um, beautifully carved um, statues of these um, kings. Um, and it's not just kings; about a third of them are queens as well, um, as the rulers of this dwarven um, stronghold. Um, you guys. As you approach further down, there is one statue that is centered at the end of the hall um, that is of a uh, about seven feet tall um, or seven, six or so, you'd say, of uh, this uh, very kingly or queenly actually um, dressed dwarvish woman um, with fine intricate braids throughout her uh, hair, not her beard, um, her hair. Um, and uh, she's wearing the um, crown of uh, Tharn Gural, uh, which is a very simple golden band that has a uh, outline of the mountain coming up to the top of it, and then it glows right at the tip. Um, what you would imagine, like looking at um, getting a um, what was it called, a sunstone? Um, getting what it, the scene that would create a sunstone um, at the very tip of the at the of the crown um, and at the plaque um, it just simply says um, Eru Eruktana um, and after talking to a few different people um, you understand that she is the current ruler of uh, Thorndural wow <clears throat> and I'm assuming she's like guarded and stuff well it's just a statue um, oh yeah that's right that's right mm -hmm. uh, do we is there anything like um on the statues or on the walls like plaques or or any writings that yeah. teach us any lore or anything like that 
Yeah, um, beneath each statue, there's a plaque that will um, list the name of the ruler, the times that they ruled from, um, and um, typically they have a title. Um, and so they have um, like a couple of them are, uh, let's see, one of them is uh, the, if you go, let's see, is this, I think this is the, the clan. Um, yeah, um, so if you go towards the entrance of the hall, which would be further back in history, you'll notice that the third ruler, um, I don't know his name, I haven't gone that far into the lore, um, but he, he's called the uh, the father of the, uh, Athala. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I suppose Edward will take a note on him, you know, if there's anything to learn particularly mm -hmm. on him. Um, and you don't have to tell me now. It's fine if you message me later with it because I don't know if you have it on hand. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, and then after that, I don't think I don't think we'll have much else to do. Is there anything you guys have? Yeah. Cool. Right. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> awesome. Are you guys heading back to Harentha? It took about half a. It took about three or four hours to fly here, so you guys could probably make it back before dark if you wanted. Well, we don't really have. We. It's not like we bought rooms in advance, right? At the end. Uh. We? No, you didn't. Well, we don't really have a place to stay here either. I, there... I would assume we'd go back. I mean, is there an inn here? We could ask. I. I, I go up to the nearest person um excuse me uh yes uh i i was just inquiring uh if some travelers needed a place to stay maybe get some food uh where where would we go um well do you have like do you have there's not really like guest quarters uh, well there's like pubs um but there's not really like uh, in per se, no beds. Um, a lot of times, like if you're, well, we don't get a lot of guests here. It's more like if you are a guest, you're a guest of the queen or of a specific dwarf, um, and so uh, you might be able to find someone that would let you crash at their place. But uh, they, I, don't, I don't think I know of any uh, any inns. Hmm. Havel, I don't, I don't want to stay in a stranger's home, and I'd like a bed. Plus, the others probably want to meet us at the other place. I don't know where they are. Do they know we're here? No, well, we left the note. That's <laughs> so true. They don't know that we're here yet. Personally, um, I, I'd like to be back. The other place where? was a lot nicer than this. Right. No Havel offense, he says. looks dwarf. over to the dwarf <laughs> and goes, um, I'm assuming the uppermost level is where royalty resides, correct? Um, no, it's actually, it's the, it's the other way around, actually. Oh, it's um, the lowest level? Yes. Okay, I'm assuming that that floor is heavily guarded. No, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. Um. It's only a few I, hours, I want to go back home. I was just like, eh, humor me for a little bit. Um. <laughs> And I go, I go to the elevators, and I go, um, excuse me, sirs, uh, can you take me to me, me and my compatriots uh, down to the um, lowest level? Why? I must speak to the queen. Do you have an appointment? No, but it is of important matters. Uh, what are the matters? 
I, you see, so we recently, I guess, purged an area of a very nefarious and, and dark being, if you can even call him that. Um, and I've, I've realized something. We've been wandering around doing odd jobs and what have you with no support. And I just wanted, I wanted to inquire, and she can deny me, that's totally fine, um, with the royalty here, um, if there is anything that we could do, or if even, does it, I don't even have to speak for my friends, simply me, if there's anything I can do in, for, in her name, um, anything uh, plaguing the nearby uh, mountains or what have you, uh, something that you would need, uh, particularly uh, ex expendable adventuring party for. Um, well, you're not going to talk to the queen. You could talk to Hitoki, um, which is one of the advisors. I'd be happy uh, to do that. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Um, Bonk, you go down to the third level and I will go get him and see if he's available. Thank you. Right. That sounds great. Um, cool. You guys head down to the third level. This Goliath makes his way down to um, what you can tell is lower levels. Hmm. Um, after about an hour or so, um, he comes back. This Goliath. At the moment, Hotoki is unavailable. Um, but he would be able to be arranged for a meeting um, two days from today, uh, not tomorrow, but the day after, uh, if that would be suitable for you. Very well. What time does he want to meet? Uh, well, he actually has a fairly free schedule that day. What time would be best for you, do you think? I think we can do midday, maybe a lunch. Midday? All right. Uh, I will let you know. And, and you are? Havel. Havel Sigart. Havel Sigart. Um, he writes that down, rolls it up, um, and then makes his way back down to the levels. Great. Okay, well, that answers my question. I suppose we'll have to form relations later. Um, we can get going now. <laughs> Did you get to talk to her? Uh, no, no, but uh, I have an appointment with one of the advisors. Um, wow. I, I, I didn't think you'd get that far, honestly. It's, it's not you, it's... <laughs> no, 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 entirely. Full disclosure, neither did I. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I mean, connections are connections and uh, having a good rapport with a, a very popular and powerful dwarven clan would probably be good. That's smart. You know? That's, yeah. <laughs> um, let's get back. I'm quite hungry. And no, honestly, I could go for a little nap or something. I think that's just called sleep, Edward. Yeah, that or that. Let's go. Harry! <laughs> Harry! And so I, you guys uh, make your way back up back. to the upper levels and yeah. we emerge After. on the platform. <laughs> no, no, is on the third level. <laughs> Harry! <laughs> um, makes your bats to return and you guys are able to make it back to Parentha um, and back to your rooms. Um, is there anything that the three of you guys would like to do before you go to bed? Edward uh, writes in his little journal, and yeah. then he goes to sleep after eating I, some snacks that he's hoarded in a, in a drawer, and then he sleeps. I study magic. Okay, perfect. We're not. Anything you're gonna do? 
Got nothing but her thoughts. All right. Um, you guys go to bed. Uh, Tarek and Catherine, you guys are currently flying back to Harentha at this point. Um, making your way, you guys still have that three-day journey, as you guys know. So unless there's something immediately pressing that you guys need to go through, you good? Cool. Great. Um, so the rest of you guys, um, you awaken the next day uh, in your beautiful um, silk sheets. They're soft and comfy. It's like the perfect temperature where you're like warm, but you're not hot. Um, you're like very cozy. Um, you guys are a little sore from the day before riding like eight hours in one day, along with going up oh. and down different levels and kind of moving around and doing stuff like that. So just a little tired, uh, but feeling well rested. What would you guys like to do today? Well, honestly, Edward will just probably clean up and spend the day in the garden, maybe eat some things. He'll just pay for it himself if he's eating there, um, hang out in his room. He's not very social today. He seems a little bit down, and that's that's pretty much all he'll do. He'll just take the day to rest, really. Is there a library? Uh, uh, yeah, there is. Um, Pavel spends pretty much the entire day aside from meals uh going in stud reading up on uh the different schools of magic uh dwarven history and courtesies okay. and customs uh and potentially uh information on general enchantment and processes okay. uh, the stuff about magic is uh, pretty thin um, like you can learn a little bit about the, like the general schools of magic and stuff like that a lot of the basics a lot of stuff that you actually already know um, that stuff isn't so um, well expanded upon um, in this specific library the dwarvish customs is well expanded upon and you quickly realize that this library has a lot to do with foreign relations and just a lot of general like world knowledge about different countries and their traditions and stuff like that um, okay and so, yeah, you're able to spend a good amount of time um, learning a little bit about Dwarvish history, especially in the Lunakona Mountains and the different clans and their different relationships. Um, you learn that um, Tharndural is, um, what, one of its big accolades is that it, um, the Dwarvish engineers are the ones that did create Athala back when Akhlaram was uh, first born um, and kind of that relationship. Um, after, there were several things that led to um, kind of like a um the dwarvish clans and Oclaron kind of having a falling through um you know a lot of business coming into the mountains that were technically claimed by the dwarves um obviously like the fellows example is um is a fairly decent example that's not like the only reason um but it's a pretty decent example of, of that industry coming in and really just taking control of a lot of things stuff like that um along with territory disputes um uh, handling of uh natural clans that are outside of it like goliaths and gnolls and stuff like that and how different people went about that stuff like that are all different things that kind of led to these clans really distancing themselves from Oclaron. um and you can go into some of the history of some of them and stuff like that. So yeah, you can definitely spend a day here learning a lot about yeah. that. Okay, so uh, upon realizing that they this library specializes a lot in foreign relations and historical events, um, I'm going to say that um, realizing that the arcane is thin, I'm going to research a bit on dwarves. 
and then planning for the future, I'm going to actually read up on all the islands uh, neighboring Marencia. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And we don't have to talk about that now. We can talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you're able to go into it. Um, you know that the uh, um, island state of um, Lassania, um, the kind of the, it's kind of like Oceania, um, which is a combination yep. of islands that kind of make up a region, um, is close to Marencia. It's um, a little ways out into the ocean, um, southeast. Um, you know that the biggest island is called Abiko. Um, the island of Abiko is the capital island of that, along with surrounding islands all around this. Um, it's in, in, let's see, which ocean is this? This is the, uh, it'd be in the Osonora Ocean um, that wraps around. Um, there's several islands that go kind of separate everything. Um, but yeah, you, you learn a decent amount of that information. You know that it's um, definitely a seafaring town. It's been plagued by piracy for years, uh, for decades, really. Um, it's never really just gone away. It's just kind of something that people have learned to deal with. Um, Everyone's stealing movies. Exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, well, you, you learn a little bit about that. You know that there's a lot of like unexplored islands. There's um, different entrances. You you learn that there is. Um, let's see, where, where is that specific map? Is there a? Is there like a race that populates the islands more predominantly? Like um, depending on the dwarves, elves. <laughs> Um, it's mostly human. Um, mostly human, okay. Depending on the island, there will be some more um, other races. There's definitely some... Um... Why do I not have this map? It's fine. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to get into it right now. You can find the notes later and we can talk about it. Um, I just had this map like but, uh, So confused. Cool. You're, yeah. you're fine. Um, um, so yeah, we can talk a little more about it. The maps are always missing. I just had this I last week. I swear there's a map swear, it's right here. There's just a map, Faye, that's just, like running just with your maps. Map. Aha! It's right here. Or yeah, the maps hey. are all maps like Dora had that are like somewhat sentient. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, you just had one map two... that was sentient. The, you learned that um, there's several major cities um, here, but on Abiko, which is that major island, um, the capital city is um, Unlare. Uh, the Unlare. fastest way to get to that is through the. Um, the uh, the Unawa Pass, I believe is what it's called. Um, U-N-O-W-A. Um, it goes into a little bit of the details about how um, this is a uh, pass that goes through a couple of islands right here. Um, if you can see these two islands, this mm, kind of pass mm -hmm. that goes through them. Um, it's one of the only sections of um, sea that is deep enough that the boats can go through within this section of islands. Everything else is too shallow and you'll run aground. Um, and so because of that, you either have to go all the way around um, Abiko to get to the other side or you have to go through the pass. And so it's been like, um, it's heavily, A, it's really busy. And it's also like heavily taxed to go through there. Um, so people pay a, a good chunk of money to get through there. Um, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Well noted. I Yep, Havel spends the entire time there. Uh, probably like, I don't know. Uh, halfway through, like, get some tea and some food. Mm -hmm. Maybe hits on some like poor schmuck who's just <laughs> trying to have his lunch, All and right. then goes back to the library. Perfect, <laughs> awesome. Um, Renaya, what are you doing with your day? Um, 
Renaya will mostly keep to herself, though she will kind of like, like every hour or two, kind of walk around and make and see like where Edward and Havel are at. She won't like approach him or do anything, but she'll just kind of keep an eye out and then head back and she'll just do that the day. Awesome. You guys spend the days going about what you do. Um, as evening sets upon you, um, Edward and Havel, what are you guys going to do with your evening? Uh, same thing. Edward's just probably going to be in his room, maybe play some music. He'll probably turn in early. Um, again, he's not, he's a little bit down, so he's just kind of isolating a bit for today. Um, I'm, are there any notable marks around? I know it's very unlikely, but are there any notable marks around the city no. that might be in nope. Thieves' Cant? No, 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 no. I'm not asking about nothing in Thieves' Cant. Nothing like nothing. Not like an underground like gambling no. ring or something. Like people that are just playing cards. Mafia <laughs> doesn't exist everywhere around. They're not a mafia. <laughs> uh, roll an investigation check for uh, underground gambling. I got Thieves' Cant. <laughs> They like symbols and stuff. Where's the defense? There it is. Wow, this dice is dookie. Um, let me see here. Closed my character sheet. Looking for character sheet. I feel like the I feel like the the executive forces in the city are so strict that they'd see like any symbols like logos to businesses and like crash and like what is that? I only got a twelve. Um, you look around and um, it's hard. You know, you can't really tell. There's some things that you're like, hey, this is kind of like this is like a thing, but then you like go to explore it, and it's just it's different. It's like it's like you can tell there might be something there, but it's almost like this thieves can't is in like a slightly different um, accent to what you're used to. That makes no sense and kind of frustrating, but okay. Um, <laughs> I I would like to I would like to do a thing then. I, I okay. so okay. I is there a general is there like a general store around? Sure. I, I want to buy a small folding table. A folding table? You're going to or like just a... a small table. So you want to go to a carnival. Can I, can I in fact, actually, can I go to a cafe? Okay. And I, I go up to the I go up to the main person in the cafe. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of an older gentleman. Um, salt and pepper beard. Um, he's uh, currently sitting at a grill, grilling up, uh, looks like some sandwiches. Ooh. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, I, so I, uh, I'm here on business. Um, been traveling for a while. I saw your shop and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, one, I would like your finest cup of green tea if you could. Uh, on top of right. which, I would also like to pay you a gold piece to, uh, rent out a table and, like, set it all outside. It'll be directly in front of your place. Uh, I, I just want to set it up. I want to play chess with people. I'm going to challenge random passerbys to chess. Uh, no money involved. I just, I'm bored. Um, uh, right. just, um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds fine. Um, um, Martha! 
<laughs> Come get this man some tea. Uh, this little plump. Great. Um, it looks like it's probably his mother is who it is. Um, or maybe like his mother-in-law uh, comes bumbling down the stairs. She goes and she pours you some tea, hands this to you. You give her the gold piece. He's like, all right, um, just as long as you go right there, just so I can keep an eye on you. Um, I'm not too concerned about it, but but if you want, I, I know how much money is in this coin purse. I will literally set the coin purse down. So that way you have collateral if you really care about this table that much. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Just, <laughs> just behind the counter. Coin, collateral coin purse. I I know exactly Wallet. how much money. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Yeah. I drag out the table and I set up a thing. And like, whenever someone passes by, I like gesture towards the dragon chest set. Okay. Roll two d twenties. Ooh. Nice. I, 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 because I thought it'd be funny, I rolled yin and yang, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a 18 and a four. <laughs> okay, um, you play about 22 games um, over the course of the next four or five hours, um, and out of them, you win 18 of them, and you lose four of them. Wonderful, that's a great track record. Not bad, not bad, that's pretty good. Cool, I, that's what I do with my <laughs> All right. So, Renata. You've been going through, you've been tramping around, you know, checking in on your friends, um, and you can tell that evening's beginning to set in. Um, and Grotz has been eerily quiet today. He hasn't really said anything, um, nor has there really been any voice in your head. For about the first time, you've had the longest stint of uninterrupted silence in your head that you can remember. What are you doing to start your evening? Um, she'll kind of do one last kind of checkup on everybody. Okay. Um, and then she'll head to her room. Okay. And she's just going to sit there and wait. Okay. Um, you wait for a couple hours another hour or so. And after about four hours, just before midnight, a uh, little uh, circle of kind of like sparks or fire. It's not quite like it blows up in flames or anything like that, but this little ring of fire burns itself onto the drawer that you had your dress in. over and I get the dress mm-hmm. and I change into the dress mm-hmm. and then I stand there and wait okay. um, you stand there you hold that alabaster mask um, with that face of eskacy on it um, and wait for just a little bit longer um, and a few minutes later a, another circle of fire appears on your wall, um, this time large enough for you to step through. Um, and you can tell that it creates a, uh, a plane of portal with this faint um, reddish glow. I quickly like grab my like papers and stuff and I write down like, I'll, I'll be back later, if not 
get Lada, and I leave it, and, and then okay. I'll go and I'll head to the portal. Okay, um, just for continuity's sake, what are you taking with you? Um, I'm going to take... The dress does not have pockets, and it's not overly, um, there's not a lot of places where you can, like, tuck things, so right. just be aware of that. Kind of okay. like stuff that you can hold. Okay, um, yeah, so I'll have the dress, I'll have the mask, um... Yeah, for funsies, I'm I'm still gonna wear the gauntlets, um, and then I'll I'll bring I'll bring my dagger with me too. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, Cool. You step through the portal. And you step into, uh, it's like a black void where like you can't quite tell what you're stepping into. And as you step through, your feet crunch onto um, gravel. As you step onto um, basically a cliffside, um, you quickly immediately realize that you are in the Nine Hells. Um, Looking around you, the sky uh, is filled with smoke and has this ever present red tint to it um never really it's not truly dark but you can't there's no sun there's no um there's no source of light it just glows red with this smoky exterior where you're standing specifically is on this large plateau um covered in this uh very much like um it's kind of like uh what am i thinking of it's a place that has like red clay and sand and stuff like that. Kind of like Zion. That's what I'm thinking of. Like Zion National Park or kind of Utah where it's that red coloration to the to the sand and the ground with the oxidation. Um, red tinted um, gravel and sand on this plateau. About three, four hundred feet in front of you, this massive palace erupts out of the ground. Um, it it's hard to tell at first because it almost seems like it shimmers, but you kind of focus in on it and you realize that the entire palace has a mirror-like reflection to it. That's causing the gentle glow to reflect and refract around, um, creating this warming effect. Um, they, um, every, so, every once in a while, you'll see that there are um, animals around here as well. Um, and anytime that, um, a animal comes through, um, and we're talking, you know, the equivalent of like hell cows, you know, like it's, it's what you would imagine is demonic, um, cattle basically. Um, but they'll go into, um, this, uh, frenzy of mating, um, along with other debaucherous actions. Um, but in front of the palace itself, there's a winding path that slowly goes from a black stone to contrast the um, red oxidized stone into that mirror-like finish that then winds its way up to the palace. Um, Yeah, what would you like to do? Follow the path. You follow the path, making your way, winding your way up to this palace, which is resting um, just a little bit higher than the rest of uh, the plateau. It rests on kind of like a foundation of this stone. Um, as you approach the palace, there, uh, 
you come upon a set of very, very large doors, probably 12 feet tall or so of this. Uh, it's like a charred wood. It looks like it's been burnt, but in a purposeful way. You can tell there's a sense of craftsmanship to it, where it was burned and scorched in specific ways. Um, and currently out of the rest of the palace it is the only thing that's not with that mirror-like finish is anything that has this charred wood instead of the stone. Um, on either side of the, uh, on either side of the doors, there are two statues, um, one male, one female, um, stripped down, um, and, um, uh, in various poses, we'll say. Um, and then there are alabaster masks behind them that line the side of it, um, similar to yours with different faces of ecstasy and anything like that. As you approach the doors, they open wide for you and you enter into, uh, uh, it's called um, the Argent Palace is what it's called. You enter into the Argent Palace. Stepping into it, again, you have that mirror-like finish along any of the stonework that goes through there. Uh, but there is a tattered and worn um, hall runner rug of red and black, um, very like um, that Indian style rug where it uh, has a lot of colors and patterns to it that come in through um, that runner rug. As you begin moving forward, you can see that there are um, mirrors and um, paintings of grots and paintings of erotic scenes as you're going through, there are other um, creatures and people in different rooms that you pass through that are all engaging in various um, scenes of pageantry. Continuing on, you move in and you can begin to hear um, music playing uh, that is almost entrancing. As you step forward, you can't help but almost want to keep going. It's an interesting sensation knowing that you are both in control and not. As you continue, eventually make your way up these stairs, again, passing several different rooms with similar scenes um, and depictions before eventually entering on to um, this large banquet hall. Inside, you can see that there are hundreds of um, people all in similar garbs that uh, does a... Uh, a balancing act of um, of how do I want to say this? They're all very much revealing without being without quite crossing that line. Um, kind of that balancing where it's right on the edge. Um, again, all of them wearing these different alabaster masks. Some talking, some dancing, um, some beginning to engage in different activities. And at the center of it all, uh, there is a massive throne. Um, surrounded with floating mirrors that depict um, not only an actual mirror reflection, um, but different scenes from different places as well. Uh, and kind of this way of, um, of basically spying, you could think, but, um, or keeping tabs. But these mirrors float around this large, massive throne and sitting on it, you see Grotz um, in that similar form to when you first met him, when he appeared to you guys at the um, uh, the library, uh, what was it called? What was that library called? The tower thing? Yeah. The, the one scholar's the guide. The scholar's guide. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. Um, when you guys, when he first appeared to you guys at the scholar's guide, um, this hulking, massive 12 feet tall of like, you've seen 
I've described Cather as rippling muscle and everything like this. Like this is, no, but I'm, I'm serious. This is what you would imagine an Adonis is. This is the Spartan. This is the absolutely jacked. Yeah, this is the perfection of what a body could look like um, when it comes to this. This dark onyx-like skin covered in tattoos of different um, depictions and uh, line works. He has this leather, um, oh, we figured out what it was, but um, leather strapping that goes across his um, hips and his groin and down his legs and everything like that to keep himself covered, but also that balance of covered but revealing. Um, you can see that he has his long curved blade with the sharp barb at the end resting to the side. Um, Aaron, I hate you. <laughs> um, with several skulls that adorn him. He sits there leaning back in his chair, enjoying a large um, chalice of wine. Um, just kind of enjoying the scene around him. Um, you'll see that he'll keep eyes on the mirrors as well. Um, as you approach, go ahead and roll a perception check. 21. Okay. Um, as you begin to approach him, uh, first you notice that everybody around you, all of these people um, in similar dress and garb, they make way for you. They step out of the way. Um, and as you approach, you first notice Grotz isn't looking at you, but he's looking at a mirror. And as it floats in front of him, he watches it. It crosses by where you're pointed, where you are, and um, you like it crosses in front of his face, and he's watching it. And then when it comes back, he's watching you. And as you turn around, you see that the mirror was uh, has a uh, like a third focus of you from like right over here. Um, so he's watching you approach the whole time, um, and then as soon as you entered in, he was able to watch you specifically. What do you do? She just waves. <laughs> Russ, you watch him crack a smile. He actually chuckles. Come forth, Renaya. Okay. She comes over. <laughs> um, he stands up and actually gestures to the throne. Sit. Enjoy. Um, okay. She'll sit. <laughs> You sit down and you know when you were a little kid, you know how like dad has his chair, you know, the big like lazy boy lounge chair and then you sit down in it and you feel like you're like the size of a teddy bear. This is the same thing. This is a throne. So it's already grandiose. It's already extravagant designed for the 12 foot tall demon Lord. And now you sit down in it and your feet, like your legs completely straight. Don't even reach the end of the, the end of the seat. Uh, But you sit down. He chuckles um, before leaving a glass of wine, and he just leaves. Oh. Wait. Um, uh. Okay. <laughs> As you sit, the mirrors stay, um, and you can see that there's several of them. Um, many of them have that reflection of yourself. You're basically always able to have a view of yourself while sitting in this chair. Um, but you can also see that there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, there's at least seven others that are always focused on something else. Um, and as you begin to go through them, you notice what they're always focusing on. One is of um, this hulking 
um, gargoyle-esque creature, this walking green-tinted gargoyle with these hairs hanging down from his face, almost like a human-like face uh, matching this gargoyle. Um, another is of this two-headed fiendish beast with tufts of fur around its neck, its arms splitting into tentacles um, as it walks on two legs. Um, another one, this minotaur-esque beast, um, but like times 11 uh, when it comes to the fiendish properties. And you quickly realize that Grotz has a eye on every other one of the demon lords as well, on Orcus, on Jubilex, on um, Fraser Blue. You better um, name everyone. Demogorgon, <laughs> I can. Um, Bahamut, uh, Bahamut. <laughs> uh, Demogorgon, Fraser Blue, Jubilex, Orcus. Um, Baphomet, do you mean? Thank you. Uh, you know, what's the 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 uh, Noel one? How do you say that? Oh, Yinazu, y- something like that. Uh, yeah, Yinagu or something like that. It's a G. Yeah, you know the uh, one. Yinagu, um, <laughs> Miyagi, uh, Zugtomoi. Um, yeah, all of them, all seven of them, along the import- with the, the mirror. There's Jubilex. one. That's... <laughs> yes, the uh, there is Jubilex. Um, keep an eye on all of them. Um, something else that you notice is that they're all moving across similar landscapes to what you're on, um, to oh, the surrounding great. landscape of the palace. Um, yeah. So you are surrounded by um, all these different people. They're dancing, they're enjoying um, gluttony, they're enjoying ecstasy, they're enjoying literally every aspect of pleasure there is um, throughout their lives, um, all while nobody's seeing each other. Um, you have your wine, you have these mirrors. What would you like to do? And Graz isn't anywhere Graz inside. Is nope. Oh, shoot. Um, Renai is going to sit there uncomfortably for probably like 15 minutes. Okay. Like, I meant like her feet are like, <laughs> like just kind of <laughs> hanging out there. You, you're like chalice She's of wine, like, just. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she's like eyeing the wine, but like she'll reach, but then it's like, no, that wasn't fun afterwards. <laughs> uh, and then eventually she'll get up and kind of start walking around. Oh, perfect. As you um, begin searching through and just um, looking around, you, um, let's see. Let me just look at this. I just got to make sure. Okay. So it's an hour. Okay. Um, looking around, you can begin to feel your mind, not necessarily like fog or cloud, but you're beginning, you almost feel like you're drunk, even though you haven't drank anything. You're almost feeling like you have this, um, you're still very much aware of yourself, but your ability to make what you would normally make is like as a good decision is not necessarily there. You're, you're differentiating between what you would normally do and what's something you are doing right now is just something that you're not quite all the way in control of. That's the point that you're unaware of anything. Like you can still make your own choices and everything like that. Um, but you're beginning to feel that tug, almost like things are slowing down, almost like you're intoxicated, stuff like that. Um, what would you like to do? Are you just going to explore the ballroom? Are you going to explore the castle where you're like, um, 
she'll kind of like circle the ballroom, mm-hmm. like stay towards like the edges. Yeah. Um, and then kind of try and work her way out of the room. Okay. Yeah, you make your way around. Um, you can see that there is a vast variety of different foods. Some of them that you recognize um, from the material planes, many of them creatures and um, and delicacies that you don't understand or have ever seen before. Um, the people in here, it's interesting because you can tell that they're people, they're humanoid. Um, and they even come in, in um, it seems like almost different races. Um, you can't quite tell because they're all wearing those alabaster masks and stuff like that, but you can see that some of them have horns, some of them are taller, some of them are sturdier, stuff like that. Um, but none of them are quite there. They're not quite ghosts, but they're not quite physically there either. They're just kind of in between where it's just this, kind of what you would imagine is like they're the embodiment of their soul, basically. Uh, all enjoying themselves and moving about. As it begins to make your way outside of the room, um, there is that hallway that you um, entered in upon that leads directly to the grand entrance with about six rooms on either side. That was all filled with different um, pagan tree and all of this. Um, but there's also two staircases that go up to either side. Okay. Um... She's gonna, she's gonna actually start to head out. To leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you, you go to leave. And as you begin to get to the door, there's actually, um, just before you get there, the door begins to crack open. Um, and uh, roll, a, roll a d6 for me. Five. Ha! Okay. As the door begins to open, it actually begins to expand to the point that this 12-foot door suddenly becomes 20 feet tall. And through it, a red-tinted furry arm wraps around with these golden um, bracelets around before stepping through. Uh, Wings curled back in the skull-like face of this uh, deer-like creature as Orcus steps into the palace. (gasps) Um, You immediately step to the side, not wanting to be in the way, and he doesn't even look down at you. He doesn't even recognize you. He doesn't even acknowledge that you're there. He steps through and immediately past you, almost like stepping on you as you brush past him. Um, His hulking 20-foot figure um, just moving along right behind you or right in front of you. And entering into the um, into the banquet hall, before the door begins to shrink and close again. I'm gonna try to open the door again. <laughs> okay, um, you go to open the door, and it's interesting because it like the knob turns, and you can pull on it, but you can feel yourself resisting yourself pulling on this. Um, go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. Um, that's a 14. You go to open and you open it partially and then you just think to yourself, why would I leave? Oh no, okay. 
and you close the door and let go. And as soon as you let go, everything's fine again. And you're back to your normal self. You're back to making those decisions. Okay. Um, she kind of looks at the door another minute and then mm-hmm. she'll go to one of the staircases. Okay. Um, right or left? Left. Okay. You begin making your way up left, um, and you realize that these are leading into the upper wings on uh, the palace. You can tell, being in the banquet hall, um, and kind of just the general awareness, you think that the banquet hall goes all the way to the top of the palace, like it's vaulted all the way to the top of the palace. And so these are the two um, wings on either side of the uh, of that uh, ballroom that have all the rooms and everything like this. And as you go up, um, you go up and around the stairs because they go up and then over. Um, and as you come around and up the stairs, you see Grotz sitting in the hall um, with a mirror and a glass of wine. He turns and he sees you and says, oh, not enjoying the party? Um, I, don't, I don't really know anybody. Um... I suppose that's fair. Um, so you said I'd find out more once I came here? I did. What would you like to know? Um, so again, this whole Halak thing, I'm still very fuzzy on it. Um, so, so how do you, how do you know it's me? Demon lords have waited for the Halak for as long as we can remember. Um, at this point he checks the mirror and it reflects on him. And then um, he runs his thumb over like the actual mirror itself and it like flips through a few like pages of a book almost um, before it begins resting on um, that gargoyle as creature um, looking similar to that. Um, Fraz is a fool. He was the first to discover you and he didn't recognize you. Your parents and family worship him. And when you were born, the fact that he couldn't recognize you is baffling. He's truly an idiot. So how did you recognize me? It's in your pheromones, your scent. You radiate the power of the Halak. And what is that power exactly? I'll be honest, I'm not truly sure. The Halak is said to be the one to end the blood war. The scope of that is uh, 
I'm no. I don't know what that means. I just know I need to protect you. So, is is there like anything you would want from me? I want you to fulfill your destiny. I want to... I want to see your potential met. And I want to reign by your side. The other demon lords will be arriving soon, and we'll see what they say. Say about what? About you. isn't right. It's wrong. What if I don't want to be this halak? He stands and just makes his way over to the stairs. And as he does, he begins to shrink down into that um, figure that you danced with at the party um, in Harentha, um, that recognizably, like, devilishly handsome, um, you know, tall, dark, and handsome type figure, just so he's more eye to eye with you, not, you know, seven feet above you. Um, do you not want to be a halak? I don't want, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And a lot of, a lot of people say that this whole thing is wrong. The blood war destroys hundreds of thousands of souls. Every, let's see, on the material plane it'd be every second. By ending it, you save those souls. Is that wrong? But the blood wars is freeing you guys, isn't it? The blood war is our cousins, our, our brothers, devils, asserting dominance over us, saying that they can have access to whatever they want, but we cannot, which is merely tipping the scales to balance the forces. But 
everything's been a lie. They lied to my family about what they're doing. Fraz or Blue is the Lord of Lies and Deception. That is what he does. Now, is that always evil? It's up for debate. Sometimes lies and deception are necessary for what I think you're trying to assume is the greater good. But good and evil is a poor determination of character, of, of understanding. What is good for one is bad for another. This semblance of overall good is a foolish ambition that the material plane has tried to uh, use to make themselves feel good about themselves. What about Malice? Malice is an interesting puzzle piece I haven't figured out yet. But we'll figure out how to take care of him. What do you mean? I don't want to hurt you. And I know that he is, for some reason or another, important to you. And that is something I am learning to deal with. I'm not sure how I feel about this. You're not gonna, like, hurt him anymore, are you? Well, it's just so long as he doesn't break into my palace again. He broke into your palace? He did. I will admit, I was impressed. Um... Okay. Ah, speak of the demon. Um... He takes the mirror and he puts it in your hands and begins walking down. Um, and as you look in the mirror and then turn to look at him, you can see um, the one that they've been referring to as Frez or Blue um, is in the mirror um, and he's at the door of the Argent Palace. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, before uh we do that um so my family you do you know where they are i can find out okay okay um this mirror stuff's cool a little creepy but cool um I do like to keep tabs on those who are important. Okay. Here in the uh, 
in the abyss. Uh, demon lords have a mutual respect for each other, but we do not often agree, and we are often after each other's power. It's good for me to keep my palace safe. So having a big party and inviting them all there is okay? Sometimes. Sometimes. For special guests. And he turns and he makes his way down the stairs. <laughs> okay, she follows. <laughs> okay. Um, so you follow, clutching the mirror to your chest. This is basically the only thing you can hold. Um, and as you follow, Gratz returns to his um, demonic form, this 12-foot um, obsidian man. He makes his way down the stairs and then takes a left, entering the banquet hall again, and immediately the seas are parted. And as you follow him into the banquet hall, you can see that not only is uh, Fraser Blue there, not only is Orcus, but all um, seven of the, uh, or all eight, I suppose, including Gratz, of the demon lords are in this hall. Okay. Each of them radiating their own sensations, desires, wants, um, different effects. Um, as you enter, you're overwhelmed with conflicting emotions and desires. Um, you almost are grounded as immediately you can see um, see the souls of lost loved ones. You, uh, you let's see. Um, oh yes okay so you see uh the souls of lost loved ones it's almost like your mind is split in two and you argue amongst yourself for just a second um anything uh everything around you feels slick and grimy and you almost feel like you're sticky um for a second um you immediately smell this overwhelming stench of rotting flesh. Um, all of these regional effects and um, area effects of all these different demon lords that just follows them immediately hits you. And you are literally like grounded in place from this overwhelming um, shock load to your senses. Gratz continues to step forward until he notices that, you, that you've stopped following, um, to which he turns around um, and you see him take his nail, um, which is really like a talon basically, and he pierces the palm of his hand. And then he drags some of his blood across your forehead and immediately all the sensations stop and your mind is clear again. Okay. He then turns, gestures towards the throne. Uh, I walk over. And sit down. As soon as you sit down, every one of the demon lords erupts into a yelling match as they all immediately are pissed at the fact that this person just walked in and basically claiming all their power is kind of what they're thinking of. You hear Orcus, um, Orcus uh, screaming. You can see Frazu Blue is like stroking his beard um, and like muttering to himself. There's... Uh, uh, and Bafamet is like, uh, smoke is like coming out of his nostrils as he like tightens his bloody 
curled oak mace that looks like it's just just like oh it's terrible um Jubilex starts like squirming and you can tell that in its own way it's like yelling um Yenigu uh starts howling like gnolls do um Zug Zugtamoy um begins screaming at uh Grotz for the audacity that he has and blah 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 um Grotz lets them yell and scream and have their fit before eventually she raises a hand and they don't all fall silent but they grow quieter. Centuries ago, our answer was brought to us. And for us, through means of your own and cults that you have devised, you consummated the creation of our savior. And you were blind to see. I am grateful that she fell into my lap as I fulfilled an oath that I gave to Karakalamos. Um, as soon as they mention, as soon as he mentions Karakalamos, all the souls almost like, they almost hiss. Like it has a bad name to it. My oath was fulfilled and in doing so, I discovered her. Renaya, stand, introduce yourself. She awkwardly stands up, kind of waves a little bit. Hi. I'm Renaya. They all come together and say, hi, Renaya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's standing on the throne. I love that. Like, and she doesn't even go like halfway up the back of it. Like seriously, yeah. it's, it's, she's <laughs> tiny on this. Um, it's like uh, the scene in Finding Nemo in the ship with the sharks. And it's the it's like a little fish. There's yeah, like huge exactly. sharks watching. Yeah, it's like 100%. Each of these creatures, Grotz is the shortest of all of them. Ooh. And he's okay. 12 feet tall. Orcus, um, Baphomet, I can't say his name right. Uh, Baphomet, is that what it is? Let's go with that. Baphomet. <laughs> uh, Demogorgon Baphomet, is the largest. Baphomet is the correct way of pronouncing that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did it. Baphomet. Um, Demogorgon is definitely the largest, standing about probably 60 feet tall. Um, about three times larger than any of the other ones. Um, Jubilex is just about as tall as Grotz, just a little bit taller than him. Um, Orcus stands about 20 feet tall along with Baphomet. Um, uh, Yenugu um, is about 12 to 14 feet tall. Um, and then Zugtmoy. Yeah, that's how you say that. Zugtmoy. Um, stands but you about are 50. getting there. <laughs> I, I love it. It's, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> this is really bad for me. I'm trying really hard. Um, but Grotz is the shortest among them. So you are five foot ten, right? Somewhere like around there. there. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're like this and they're all like this. Mm, you know, yeah, it's okay. you're tiny. Um, you introduce yourself. We can all 
smell it. You can taste it. She is the Halak, and we all know it. Anyone who dares disagree can face me. And there's, you can sense, uh, here, actually roll a, um, roll an insight check. 17. Okay. Um, you can sense that there's both like interest and also fear with that. Like they're like, oh, I, like I can officially challenge him or he's offering an official challenge. Can I actually make good on that? You know, um, which is almost good for you. You're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, all right. Um, we do not know how this prophecy will fulfill itself. But she is under my protection now. She's under all of our protection. And when her soul joins us, we will end the blood war and we will reign as we should. And it's deathly silent. Is this clear? Um, Renata, do you speak um, Abyssal? Yeah. Yeah? Um, he says, is this clear? And again, it all breaks out into shouting um, as these different creatures all are yelling. yelling. Um, Orcus is saying that he'll never bow to a mortal. Um, Jubilex is like this really weird, like guttural, like... <laughs> But you can understand it. He's like, no, this sucks. It's a bull. Um, <laughs> like, whole lot of um, Interesting enough, Fraz still has yet to say anything. Um, Demogorgon is not saying anything either. Um, yeah, it's basically Orcus, Jubilex, um, and, and um, Zugmoy that are having the hardest time, like, accepting this. Uh, but after a few minutes... Gross is able to calm them down again. Wow. Oh. And he looks each and every one of them directly in their eyes. And as he does, each and every one of them gets on the knee and bows to you. Oh, gosh. And eventually comes around to Grotz. And he steps up to the base of his throne. He grabs his blade. This um, infamous uh, infamous weapon. The curled barbed blade with the hook on the end. And he rests it on the armrests. Um, like the armrests across here. Which, I mean, the blade is eight feet long. It's tall. It's longer than you are tall. Um, but he rests it in front of you. And he gets down on one knee and he bows his head to you.
the rest of you. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I feel like we should have gotten more of the dragons. Yeah, like, really, like, I'm really regretting these like, decisions. Honestly. I, I think we could have brought more. I'm, I'm being serious. I could have grabbed the other eye. You know, I had enough room for another eye. I, I agree. <laughs> I think so. You know, that would have been really useful. Let's see. This is... Uh... Yeah, okay. So, um, Havel and um, Edward. It's basically been another day, and you haven't seen Renaya at all. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I guess Edward would probably go knock on Havel's door. Yes, yes, the door's unlocked. You can come in. Um, and he opens it and he says, "Um, Havel is on the bed, half naked, reading books." Oh, which am, half? Am I... Odd or even? <laughs> 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 All right, we've been chilling with we've been chilling in he like ju- he just has a jacket in, like, on, freaky <laughs> demon party. But it's a time. particularly long <laughs> jacket, you know. I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> um so, sorry am i interrupting anything uh no not at all what's, what's up what well i was wondering if you'd seen Renaya. um no i've been Nobody looking for her but i can't find her any way around here i haven't even seen her at all i didn't see her leave or anything she didn't tell us <sighs> probably just malice whisking her away for some divine act or yeah, something. Yeah, but malice isn't always very sneaky. Like, I feel like... We We've have also malice. not necessarily been around Renaya all too much, have well, we? That's a good point, too, yeah. <laughs> so, like, did he, does it really have to be nine. sneaky if we're not here? Like, we all have different know. rooms. I guess I'm just... I get, I get nervous about these kinds of things now. Edward? Renaya single-handedly killed at least two of the people that we deemed our adversaries, if not dealt the most damage to them. Like the last person, like, like, technically, is what I will go with. Um, yeah, I would. Concur. If if we're going, if we're going to worry about anyone, I feel like Rini's probably going to be the last one. Now, if it gets to be three days. And we don't hear anything about Renaya, then I will start to be very worried. Um, but you know, like I feel she she can heal herself. On top of that, she's pretty damaging. She's got Diamond Crusher. Yeah, uh, see, I, I I understand. I, and plus, I don't think Gratz would really appreciate his like cannon fodder dying or something. So uh, like, yeah, she's probably fine. But there's another angle to this that you haven't considered. Hmm. If the others get back, namely Melora gets back, and Renaya is missing, and sure. we have no clue, and we sure. haven't made any effort, I listen. I've gotten on Melora's bad side before. I would really rather not do it again. Uh, so I, I <laughs> think Renaya's fine, but I don't know if we are. If you're Have Havel just kind of like puts his, he closes his book, looks at you, and goes, Okay. It'll take them the better part of what, like four days to get back here? Right? 
give or take. Uh, something like point. that. Two, two, so two, two more days. We have two more days till they get back, right? Two mm. more days. Um, if she doesn't come back by tomorrow, we panic. Okay. Until then, Count- counterpoint. If she doesn't come back by tomorrow, we, we pretend we, like we, we use we, tomorrow. We, we smudge the days, right? Look, right. If like Melora comes back, yes. If Melora comes back, <laughs> maybe hang up some 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 flyers. Do you think and, hanging and then, up flyers is going to help okay. when she regularly gets what if spirited away fire? by a god? Question: Did they did did Edward go to her room? Here, and... you know what? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. Did you have, have you well, looked for her? Well, he might have at knocked all? on the door, but he didn't. Have you looked for her at all? I yes, I've looked around here. I've knocked on her door. There's no response. And you didn't. Oh my god! Havel <laughs> stands not... up. That's not appropriate, Havel. Havel stands up, grabs his lockpicks. He grabs his thieves' tools. He walks up to your door. He knocks on it. Panic, Rini. Rini, I'm gonna count down from five. And any, as soon as I'm done with that countdown, your privacy is forfeit. Five. I should have thought of that. Four. That's why I'm the brains. Three. You're not the brain. Two. Our dragon chess matches says otherwise. One. All right, I try the door. Does it open? Says otherwise. <laughs> um, Lydia, did you lock the door before you left? Yeah, it does. It, it's open. locked. Mm-hmm. All right. What if she? You're making me do this, young lady. What if she hopped out the window? Is there a window in this rooms, or are they just like? I pick the lock. You guys all have windows. Okay. okay. Um, I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. Easy. Great. Um, Everyone looks <laughs> around, scared that they're gonna get tackled by the. the people there or something. <laughs> Get it down, Havel. Havel in like six seconds picks the lock. Literally like insert. It's like, yeah, exactly. Okay, it's not a hard lock. Um, you guys open the door and you see two things or three things. You you see um, her drawer. One of her drawers is open with a little burned circle in the wood. You can see that there's papers on the bed and you can see that on the wall, right next to the door, there is a large burned circle. Hmm. Rockin'. Havel's just like, well, from the looks of it, it looks like someone either, uh, Renaya found out uh, the pyrotechnic spell that I've been reading about, or... Could be. Or, Mr. Intelligence, you could check out the papers on the bed. Maybe she'll I was to about know. to do... I was, wa- <laughs> I was waltzing towards them, you... you Absolute <laughs> panda, Mister. Was, I was tutored by the <laughs> finest people. It was less of a waltz, it was more of like a jaunt, maybe. You waltz, Havel. Uh, You're a little heavy-footed. Do I'm right. a little heavy-footed. I'm heavy-footed. Mister gets hit <laughs> by everything. <laughs> I go and grab the paper. <laughs> what does it read? Okay. <laughs> On it, it says, um, "What did it say? Gonna be gone." Hi. If... Hi. I'll be back soon. If not. And then there's like dot 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 get Lada. <laughs> See, she didn't specify a time. Soon could be like three days. <laughs> yeah, it could also be like fifteen minutes. Okay, now you're Getting just being Lada is being... pretty extreme. I mean, Havel shows... like grabs Edward by the shoulders oh. and looks like not not oh. like aggressively, oh, okay. but like also, kind of like looks you in the eyes and just goes. Pretty much all her stuff is still there, and you cool. can see Diamond Crusher is there as well. So she okay. doesn't have Diamond Crusher. That'll be fine. That's fine though. She has her magic. 
Um, Havel like puts his hands on your shoulders. You also and... notice that her um, her holy symbol uh, is still there. Symbol of malice is still there as well. Oh. Uh, she, she'll figure something out. She's a crafty one. Um, <laughs> Havel puts his hands on Edward and just goes, Edward. Is soon twelve minutes. Did your father abandon you early on in childhood? Mm, Are you yeah. okay? Do you want to talk about this? <laughs> Listen, if I want food soon, I'm not going to wait a day. Soon is food. relative. It's relative exactly. to everything. Plane of travel could be That's months. That's the point of our conversation. It could exactly. be a day, it could be 15 minutes. So Listen. you're you're telling me that we want to sit here and expect the worst. Well, what I'm worried about is that if Lada, if she's set, talking about getting Lada involved, it's probably a big deal. Edward. Like she, she doesn't want Lada to do anything more than... Edward, she's been gone for 24 hours. That's not even I, enough for us to consider her dead. I'm scared. <laughs> if, she, if she's with Malice, I mean... Manhunts have gone on for months before. I'm sure, this, I'm sure she'll be fine. You think Renaya's on She's a hand. champion of Malice and a demon for Pete's sake. She <laughs> is not a demon. She has a demon lord in her head. Now, well... Edward, I no, you're getting it wrong. I love Renaya. She's a sweetheart. She's a fantastic woman and is going to do great things in this world. She has a demon that is pining for her and a god powering her spells. <laughs> it's pretty crazy if you ask it's me. It's incredible. So I am not worried that the most impressive one in the group is still going to die. Like, come on. But remember... <laughs> The second most impressive person in the group is coming, and she will be angry if Renaya's gone. The second most Renaya impressive have... person has already slapped me. What is she going to do? Kill me again? Renaya doesn't have her holy symbol. What if she went out to, like, clear her mind, and now she doesn't have her holy symbol? And then Renaya's you know? not that stupid. <laughs> she's, a, she's a cleric of the arcane. She has to be at least relatively smart. And plus, besides that, she's smarter than both of us combined, I'm sure. Well, she's definitely oh, white. One of us, <laughs> uh, Edward. I'm just. You don't messing. don't don't insult yourself like that. That's rude to you. Okay, okay. you knew as much as I did that I wasn't talking about myself. Really? Why would I? Really? Do that? Really? I didn't. I really didn't. I don't know what you're talking Can about. We why are we? This argument? Why are <laughs> we worrying about this? No, no, no. I'm no. Going if, back to my if room. we get to <laughs> dig apart a dragon for five hours, <laughs> they get to have another argument. It'll be fine. Just Edward. getting very um Edward. Very Scanlan mm. and um Is that oh, the El Dorado movie people? No. Oh Ed okay. Edward. <laughs> look yes. at me. Edward, look at me. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Look at my half naked body. Now look back at Gosh. my eyes. I'm not okay. looking down there. No, you you have to. It's important. I don't. It really Just is important. Tell me. It's it's a matter of principle at this rate. Fine. He gives a glance and then he looks back up. <laughs> Adonis. He looks like... I am the third most impressive person in this oh, party. Let's not get ahead of myself. <laughs> I mean, League's ahead of you, at least. And Well, you listen, did come back from death. I mean, I, Exactly. And I will say this again. What is Melora going to do? Kill that, me a second that time? That was a slight. That wasn't meant to be... She's not, going to, she's not going to kill me. <sighs> She's not going to kill me. If she does, well, I mean, more power well, to you guys. You I have guess one I'm, less thorn in your side, I suppose. I guess I'm... But, I guess she is kind of uh, entitled not to kill me at this point. Exactly. Edward. Reasons. 
Why are you so worried about Renaya, seriously? If it was any of the rest of us, you wouldn't be this panicked. And how if do Malora, you know that? Because if Malora disappeared, you'd be like, oh, it's probably something with Cather. She's probably capable. If Cather disappeared, you probably wouldn't care because he's a paladin who's like sliced off the head of a troll. If Tarak disappeared, you'd be like, oh, orc things. If I disappeared, you'd probably be happy. <laughs> why Why is it that Renaya is the one that you're worrying about? The, mo- the feasibly most powerful one out of all of us. Aside from Melora, who just is a very good shot. Man, that bow does, like, things to those arrows. Anyways. Uh, well. Be I... honest with me. Just you and me. No one else is here. Um, I mean, I don't know. I consider Renai one of my closest friends out of the group. I mean... Uh, she's ever since the beginning you know she's always been pretty consistently kind and when others were missing she wasn't I don't really know about Tarak he was there the whole time too but I mean when Catherine and Melora were gone she was around when you were dead she was around and she hasn't changed much as far as I can tell I mean when I died she did turn into a demon if I remember correctly well, yeah but that's not really Renaya. It is though. Well, what? Here's the here's the thing. Why did you say that? Well, you have to. Ex- Edward, I don't know your emotions towards Renaya. I don't know your emotions towards the party. Honestly, you're an enigma to me. I'm I don't an understand to you. <laughs> Good. Maybe maybe you should use that and like I don't know, do some soul searching or something. But here's the fact of the matter. While we may not like the fact that Renaya has a demon inside of her. We might not like the fact that a a demon lord is pining after her power, trying to influence her. Those are a part of Renaya, though. That is Renaya. Even though it's not the Renaya that we know, even though it's not the good-hearted, well-mannered Renaya that we know, it is still Renaya. There is still Renaya behind that demon. It is still Renaya behind that rage, whatever it may be. And we have to love her for it, even if it's terrible. Now, I I refuse to believe that my father was destined to do what he did. I mean, sure, he made those decisions. I don't think it was part of him. Catherine said otherwise, but okay. I think, I think I'm capable of terrible things. I mean, I had so much to exploit, and. If I made those decisions, I guess you could say it'd be part of me, but I'd like to think that it's it's not an inevitable end. If Renai has things pulling towards her that are that are evil, it, it, she's not those things. I'm not saying that she she's can evil. Be more. I'm not saying that she's evil. I never said that she's evil. I know. She is more. She is more, Edward. It's and all here's complicated. The, here's the fact of the matter is that when you see demon Renaya, when you see whatever the nine hells that is, you you see something that you want to purge, something that you do not like. But here's the fact of the matter, is that that's not going to change. Not right now, not soon. Right? And we can't, we can't look down on her, look at her with disgust because of that. Right? Agreed. If I looked at you in disgust every time you said something rude or crass, I would 
my face would be stuck in that facial expression. You don't already do that? I do it sometimes. Most of the time I tune you out, honestly. Fair. I have very selective hearing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Nonetheless, I guess part of me is worried that she's gotten wrapped up into something that will just end up being hurtful. Not Not to us. Well, maybe. But especially to herself. I mean, I, I trust. I trust Renaya. I do. I don't think she would ever harm me or you. I think she has the best interest in mind. But I also know there are powerful works at play that I don't think are her, but that are pulling at her. And that, that makes me worried. Because I've seen now a put-together man who loved his wife and his son become a selfish greedy, heartless monster. I, I I know the effects of those things. I'm not a stranger to them. And, and I guess that's what I'm worried about. I want to hold on. I want her to. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly why I'm so worried. I can't put it to words, but I am. So we can wait, but at a certain point, maybe we should go look. I'm not saying we're never going to look for her. I'm saying we give her a day. I'm saying okay. that we have faith, that we trust in her, her ability, who she is, and that know that she'll come back to us. Okay. And as far as the terrible things that could happen to her, or things that she could get wrapped up in, it's too late for that. She's already wrapped up with us. If she, She's wrapped up with us, and we are the terrible thing. So, she'll be fine. If it's us for demon prince, then maybe we're not. Honestly, at this rate, demon (laughs) prince might have better moral judgment. Uh, I don't know how else to describe Howell. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like there's... Never mind. Um, Edward. I'm going back to my room. You try to get some sleep, all right? Okay. I don't think I can sleep, but I can play music or something. Sure. Oh... Um. What? You mentioned something about fate. Did I? Oh, yeah, I guess you started I did. talking about fate. I'm starting to sound like Catherine, aren't I? Yeah. Well, I guess we all are. You know, I way back one. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> that was just a joke. I, I know. Mean, I don't talk to him all too much. I probably should. Um. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. I met a, I met a acrobat, a circus. He's probably one of the best performers I've ever seen. I still wonder what it would have been like if I just left and chased that circus. Why didn't you? There was a interesting things that happen when you fall in love it was the, it was a partner no the only girl I ever really loved if I'm being honest yes what have I we mean, heard have we have, have, yeah, have you, you have you I've mentioned her before yeah, I you think have, okay. but not too much listen Havel we have nothing else going on why don't we get some tea and talk about this mystery girl 
you want me I'm to talk interested. about <laughs> my ex with you over tea. You're down for that? How? I thought for sure you'd turn me how, down. How about... <laughs> um, you know what, Edward? I'm trying this whole be kind to your fellow man thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's yes. go have girl talk over you tea. You want to know something funny? The only girl I had a shot with was Melancina. The, <laughs> I don't know. tell you about it. And they continue walking and talking. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it played oh, a part no. in Edward's origin, bro. <laughs> so, you guys go and talk about girls. Oh um, gosh, talking about girls with Apple. What does this become? So that's one day. Everyone's gone two days. The next day, you guys wake up a little bit later than you usually do. About noon or so, Tarak, Catherine, Melora, you uh, guys arrive at Haretha. Oh, the next day? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to tell Renaya about all the like crazy cool things that we just did. Yeah, you know, like, that hey, was crazy, dude. Yeah. I think she's going to be the most impressed with us, the three of us slaying. Wow, that specifically. was specifically. I mean, yeah, that exactly. was the most Havel laugh I think I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I, I'm sure they'll all be really excited to go and maybe check out the horde, check out all oh, the cool yeah. stuff that we wow. got. Edward, Edward, are, be, I like to imagine fantastic. Havel and Edward are currently having lunch, still having girl talk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going like been for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. you guys, you you guys get into town, walk into the inn, and you walk into Havel just like looking at her and be like, you know, I wasn't really actually wanting to have sex with your mother. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> and then you hear Edward saying something smart and upset at him. That... Now, Edward's never had girls. I just say something before. that I'm super, I'm super Edward's... cool and smart. Edward's like loving this stuff, man. Uh, yeah. Bye, guys. Um, I would love uh, to have. Yes. What have I just... walked? What have we walked into? Girl talk. It's not. It's yeah. It's girl talk. <laughs> I'm, uh, right. Uh, well, we just got back. Uh, we got my stuff. Already? Uh, what do you? We also killed a dragon. Have gales. We, you guys. We killed a dragon. At this point, uh, notice a stench. Um, oh god! I'm gonna. I smell terrible. Uh, oh. No, no, that's not you, Havel. <laughs> no, I said you guys. I'm aware. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I th I'm not going to lie, I, the lag, I I, I could have sworn that, that Havel said, I smell terrible. I smell, <laughs> no, no, I, I smell like rose petals and wine. You smell like yeah, no, guts. As as Catherine is absolutely just disgusting, as you, usual. You go wash up, then we'll talk. How about that? I can't see I'll, I'll even I'll even pay for your guys' baths. I'm, that's not necessary, but okay. I think okay. I'm going blind in my left eye. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, please. You, this isn't even the worst of it. Imagine crawling in it. Ooh. Right. It well, was great. Uh, you all freshen up. Malora, good to see that you're in good health. That was... Wow, Malora, you sound even um, more normal than you usually do. <laughs> Did she suddenly um, get less do, Scottish? DJ, DJ, do, yes. do, our, do our rooms have, like, porches? No. No. 
there's a balcony that overlooks the uh, the garden, but it's not like a porch. It's literally like a, a platform that all the okay. doors are on. What do, you, what do you think the odds are that somebody would steal our stuff? Slim to none. Slim to none? Cool. Like if we left it outside? That's, I, I can't guarantee that. These are like, like wealthy. There, there are no thieves here. There are, there are, there's no crime in Bossing Se. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'll just deal with the stench later. I go, I, I set down my stuff and I go wash up. Yeah. Well, you do, do they all leave me and how? Yes, they all go. As back. soon as they go away, Edward looks wide eyed at Havel and says, You haven't looked for Renial. We're, we're fine. We're fine. Calm down. Calm down. Mom and dad showed up and you guys haven't fixed the base. Exactly. It's just like <laughs> we're fine. No, what what are they gonna do? Yell at us? We did done that to me at least like ten times. We did everything that we can. What are, what what are we okay, one. One did, we can write to Lada. What is Lada gonna do though? We Aside from maybe like go can. try to square her up with whatever took even that would take time. We don't want to bother Lada. Like what are we gonna do? What can we do? You're right, you're right. We'll be fine. We like she's nowhere in town. She's yep. she's safe. She's fine. All right, we'll wait. <laughs> Edward twiddles his fingers. That was like the most calm and collected like you've ever seen. So uh, <laughs> you're acting kind of funny there. I thought they left. I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much of that did you just hear? I wasn't paying attention at all. Oh, thank God. Thank I've God. just been standing quietly. Just I wanted to show eyeball. you my cool eye. You smell that. Go wash. You should go take a bath. Do I? Yes. yes. This this is normal. You smell like dragon. No, bugs. you smell do worse I? than you normally do. You smell like actually. Wait, what? What dragon like did you bomb. kill? Um, I pull out the black scales. So it was Thor June. Yeah. As I keep walking. Yeah, that one. It you had killed, a name. You killed the Thor Dune. You mean the dragon that I had to beg for our lives towards? Yes. Yeah, as I'm walking down the hallway, <laughs> swagger, hip sway, he knows why, he's hot. Why, are, are you he's kidding so me? Why jacked. didn't we try to kill him the first time around? That's what I said. How many ladies are and guys are just swooning? Because I guess you know there's at least one. I guess, it's Melora. <laughs> it's oh, me. Yeah. I guard the fish with a coin to survive that dragon. Honestly. I mean, I really didn't. I did survive a fall from like space, but well, it was mainly Malora and Cather yeah, who did the whole roll killing a, uh, situation. Intelligence check for me. An intelligence, roll an intelligence, an intelligence yeah. check. I'm uh, really low. Okay. Um, yeah, it checks out. So you're you're in your towel. Yeah. You're walking back to the rooms, and you get up there, and you're like, "Wait, which room was mine again?" Oh. And. Why would I just forget what room I, I'm in? It's been a long it's time. Fair. The dragon's hide a dragon. It's been six days, and you it killed has, the dragon. Oh, that is, that is fair. Like, it was it one, days. three, seven, or one, seven, three? You know? You that know, is fair. It has been, been in a hotel days. and been like, been like, sick, that's my room. And then you come back, and you're like, oh, shoot, there's no numbers on these doors. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go up, and you're like, it's either this door or this door. And you go... And you open the door, and you walk in, and you see Renaya in her dress, oh, um, nice. laying on the bed, um, with all of her stuff all around, just like she would if she had been living in a room for six days. Um, but she's fine. laying there on the bed. <laughs> Is she asleep? 
Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. You don't. You can't really even see if she's breathing. Oh, uh, he's dead. Uh, I walk over. She's not dead. I put. I put a finger on on the neck. You can faintly feel a pulse. Okay, faintly feel a pulse. Is she white? Like pale? Uh, I mean, she's she's usually fairly pale. She's. <laughs> But she doesn't look sickly. No. Is her, her eyes closed or open? They're closed. They're closed. Okay. So maybe she's just asleep. She have a sword next to her. Maybe oh, she's just asleep. Does she have a sword next to her? Oh, that'd be cool, but no. <laughs> um. Right. Wrong room. I just slowly back away. Good call. Good call. <laughs> As I shut the Woo! door and I go. I'm to glad that Catherine and I have the same mentality. <laughs> <laughs> You go back to your room. Um, Renaya, just a few moments later, your eyes flutter open. And the last thing that you remember is all of the demon lords bowing to you. Dude, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is her, like, does anything in her room look different? Nope. Aside from the fact that the papers are in like a slightly different spot. On the disc. Still in the dress. Still in the dress. Is there blood on my face? There is a Yeah, actually Catherine, I forgot. Oh. You there's a big old black streak across her forehead. Oh dear, Same then I would've I I would have. Hold on. Hold on uh, here. <laughs> so, Renata, your eyes flutter open to Cather panicking as he's freaking out about the giant streak of blood across your forehead. Uh, Renata, what happened? What did, what did we miss? What, what happened? What? There's blood what? on your face. What? Um, You're both so confused. Renata, Cather's half naked in your room. Everything's going on. You, the last thing you remember is Demon Lord Valentine. Yeah, Cather you. is half naked. Yes, I am. Room. I am. Cather, <laughs> what are you doing push. back? You weren't supposed to be here for like. A while. It's like, been trying to wipe it off. I mean, it's been <laughs> like four or five days. How long had it been when? When what? When... They still had four. They still had four days when you left. So you've been gone okay. for four days. What? No, you. Uh, what? What's uh? What? What? Th th what's this? You have blood um, on your forehead. Right. It's not mine. Don't worry. Um. Uh. It's not mine. Don't worry. Uh, did you guys go and fight something? Um. I mean, that's fine if you did. I just, I'm a little concerned because there's blood on your face. Right. Right. Um. It's not mine, where is everybody? Um. Uh, well. At this time, Melora comes in. We'll say. Uh. There. Well, we were. Some of us were washing up because we killed a dragon, and then the others are downstairs. Um, By any chance, did Havel hear panicked screaming? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I have things. Just wait. <laughs> um, are, you are okay, though? I'm fine. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Did Melora um, join them? You, you sound I just, like you're going to say something. I just I'm walked just over. There is there like a hand towel or something in the room? Sure. I just Use the bedding. I just grab it and hand pass it to Mernaya. 
Um, it's kind of unfortunate because it's not like a streak of blood. It well, it is like a streak of blood, except that it's dried, and so you can't like rub it off. You have to like flake it off, like peel yeah. it off. Yeah. You're like you like you dab know, it like on dry your blood. Yeah, you dab it on your tongue and like. Yeah. You, you, you oh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go get dressed, and we can all talk. Meanwhile. Okay. Mean, meanwhile. Meanwhile, I feel like. Uh, so I, there's, I, do I come out to the hallway just to get greeted immediately by Havel and Edward? Well, we'll wait. We'll get there. Um, I feel like Havel and Edward are just sitting on like bar stools, like, and then Tarak's <laughs> just standing in front of them, and they're like, "Tarak, um, we have a bit of a dilemma." Uh huh. It's not a dilemma, I would say. It's a bit of a dilemma. It's not that much of a dilemma. Who All kidnapped right. Ronaya? <laughs> well, we don't know if anybody kidnapped her, but I, I, from from the looks of it, it might be it might have been a willing portation. Of was it malice, demon, or a different threat? We don't know. Listen, she left a note, though. It's been a couple days. She said to get Lada if it's not soon. If she's not back soon, whatever that means. There were some scorch marks in her room, and we. I'm really nervous about telling the others because. Uh, who knows? Okay, so scorch marks leads I'm, to either demon or. Th- different threat correct um oh also the sign of malice is in her room havel looks over at edward so and definitely goes, not malice yeah. we've ha- confirmed that havel havel looks over at edward and just goes you're afraid of telling malora and gather but not to rack the one who like religiously protects her at all costs well to won't take it out on us are you sure are you a peaceful man well Correct. So I don't know how to break it to them. At about this time. Yeah, then we shriek. <laughs> oh god. Oh no, someone's ah, kidnapping oh, no, Catherine yeah. now. Ah, oh. oh no, my lord. Yeah. They discovered but, they discovered the empty room in the notes. Oh no. We're screwed, well, let, Might as well no, let's just We're go up and, and, and make peace. I'm already I'm up so the stairs. Angry. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cather, I'm, I'm, I'm so Cather, you see you meet Tarak, me, Havel, and Edward. Uh hi guys. Um, Hello. I know. Did you, Naya, okay. Catherine, you two, someone kidnapped Renaya. You Did you know that that Renaya got in a fight? Rena- uh, there's blood all over fight. her face. Yes, a fight. She Wait, been, she got into a fight. Someone kidnapped <laughs> Renaya. <and her> father. <laughs> she got into it. No, Edward. The, remember blood on her face. the night before we went to a party and there was a dude that was hitting on you and Renaya came to your rescue and he oh. got his blood on her. Right, yes. there was a guy yes. that was hitting on Was Trenaya also and drunk for this? defended me. Uh, probably. Yes. I can't remember. Well, was someone kidnapped Renaya. Renaya, are you, are you good? I mean, yeah, she's in her room. I just saw her. Kidnapped? What are you talking about? Yeah, she's been here the whole time. Oh, the, guys, the whole time. Wait. guys, you just, you, we were just talking to me about <laughs> this. This is why I can, this is why I can never, um, never right. entrust Edward with anything. Well, she's uh, in there. She's... With Melora, if you guys oh, want she's to. Back. Oh, she, she's back! She's back. Yeah. She's, like, wearing a dress um, ha- and covered in Catherine, blood. Catherine, I'm so sorry. She was missing so. a couple days, and we didn't know where she ha- went. She was missing for a couple days? Yes. Why did you days? say anything? Listen, Tarak was ah! going to say I didn't. Tarak, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stab you, Edward. Tarak, you're not out, and you all immediately shut up for two reasons. A, she's here, and you're happy, and yep. B, she somehow is the most beautiful you any no. of you have ever seen. 
literally, I was about to say, literally, as soon as Renaya walks out, Havel like stops screaming immediately and goes, Renaya, well, you look really pretty. Where were you? Where did you get that dress? I I turn and look. I turn back around and, and go into my room finally. Wait, I know where you got that dress. I've never actually seen you wear it, so. That's a very pretty dress. It's actually very 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 for you. Man. Good, good tailoring. Yes, cool dress. But where were you though? You said to get Lada if it wasn't soon. We were scared. It was. Four and you days. didn't get Lada. It was okay. like four okay. days. Can I? Can I? Can it's I say been something? Four days. Can I, can I say like, something? Can I justifiably say something? We're it was something four. Right now, Havel. It was. I will punch you in the throat. Brenaya, <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the most well and capable and wise people I know. In fact, you're probably one of the most well and capable and wise people in the party. Some might say the most. That being said, I wasn't too worried when you left a note saying that you'd be gone and be, and if you weren't back soon to go and get you. That being said, it was four days. Today was the day that we were gonna go look for you. Three days is soon. Three day range is soon. I didn't know. I, I had faith that you'd be fine. We're not For multiple mad. reasons. We were just scared. Edward was scared. I was. I wasn't really all scared. that worried. I wasn't scared. She has a god on her side, and on top of that, she has the other end of the spectrum. Yes, a we've demon. been through this. <laughs> you know. Have, so, um, no, you got it. What's up? Uh, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, oh, I was just going to ask. Was it? Was it the god? No. Well, we can confirm it probably wasn't the god. Um. Was it the demon or a different threat that did the kidnapping this time? Uh, it wasn't kidnapping. Um, Sorry, you are a grown adult. It was. Uh, it was. It was Gratz. I'm. Um, guess I'm going to hell. DM. Uh, <laughs> no, he's going to protect me. See, I told you. DM. Um, yes. Can I? Am I smart enough to make the like put two and two together that if she was with Grotz and Grotz is being all buddy buddy, that she likely, like, the legends are true that that Grotz just lives in a pleasure palace and Renaya, dressed all pretty, probably went to one of those parties. You are well aware of followers of Grotz yeah. and their hey, practices. Hevel just Hevel just goes. Oh, you went with Grotz? <gasps> you went to the palace? Yeah. What palace? You went to the palace! Is there a temple? No, 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 no. It's far more extravagant than that. Grotz has a palace, a, a palace of pleasure. It's, it's extravagant and beautiful and has every sort of desire fulfilled all at once. It's fantastic. And you got to see it? No mortal being gets to just waltz into the... Renaya, you didn't invite me. Really? I'm <laughs> That's why you're offended. You this is excellent. You left me for four days. You, four days that I knew you would be fine. In. I, you got. I, I don't see you as a helpless person. You are very capable. You are very Did capable. Did you not woman. see my note? It's I did. You didn't specify a time. It said soon. You said soon. Four days isn't okay. I... Look, we were killing the dragon. Lesson learned. I'll be more specific next time. To be what fair, you... the other, everybody else was going to be back in about that same time. Would, would we say that by now I get done getting dressed? 
Yes. Okay, cool. Renaya, really quickly. I mean this in a very sincere way. You wanted us to contact Lara? We don't know where you are. We didn't know where you were. What 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 did you expect us to do? And I, I mean that as a genuine question. I I I didn't think you guys would know what to do, and Lada tends to know what to do a lot of the time. I feel like I feel like Lada wouldn't know what to do. I feel like Lada wouldn't know what to do unless we knew exactly where you were. She wouldn't know to go to the abyss if she if you didn't know that if she went to the abyss. Asked her to. We're just guessing at that point, right? Well, well that's... I mean, also, if I'm missing for four days, I think that my mother should know. Sweetheart, Fair you're an adventurer. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more concerned about the fact that you were with Groth. Like, should we be concerned? But I don't know about this whole pleasure of palace thing. It's just, it's just rather concerning, you know? Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> perhaps we can all go downstairs. That way, we're not standing mm. in the hallway while this conversation no. is happening. No, you you know you know what you know what uh, Renaya's right. Um, I'm sorry, Renaya. I was very inconsiderate for thinking that you are well incapable of defending yourself. Um, I should have I should have gone to your rescue much more sooner. Apologies. Okay. No, we're not doing that now. Havel goes. What what? What else are we doing then? And he goes and leaves. He's actually going to go to the tailor. He kind of goes very back and forth often. I listen. I'm I'm sorry that we didn't look for you earlier. I, I am. I was worried, but I also know that Lada's retired, and I didn't want to get her wrapped up in something that she didn't have to be. Plus, I didn't know how quickly she'd be able to respond honestly, and. We might be able to do more with the others, so it just kind of added up. And I, I honestly think, looking back at hindsight, maybe we had a right to be a little more concerned, considering that you were with a literal demon prince. Like, that can't be safe, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Probably the safest I can be right now. So you're certain he has no interest in harming you? I don't think any of the demon lords do. Well, that's good. I guess. Edward's trying to force kind of a smile, but can't do it. Also kind of concerning, but... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Anyway... Well, maybe just tell us where next time. Right. Um, so, on a different note, while we were traveling on our adventures... Uh, we successfully got my stuff back and Melora's stuff, so that's good. And then we now have a hoard that we can go loot uh, and get some hoard. more money and cool stuff. Uh, and a bunch of dragon parts, like teeth and claws. That's what those things were? And scales and some hide. And also this strange gelatin orb thing that is really hot. Neat. Yeah. Cool stuff. I bet that probably worth a lot, right? Yeah. I also discovered that I have an extra set of armor that can sell. Nice. So You guys did well. Yeah. We went to a dwarven stronghold. It was really, really pleasant. We learned a lot. That's, that's cool. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Havel's making some weapons. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How's the ginger? So, at this point, <laughs> we are going to uh, uh, end tonight's episode. So That went on way too long. Way yes. Yes, it did. too long. <laughs> oh, man. Thank oh, you guys man. so much well, for watching. This episode in a nutshell. Wow, that went on way too long. <laughs> <laughs> a roller coaster. Um, we love you guys. We're so happy to be able to be back and playing the main campaign. Um, hopefully we'll be able to keep doing that. Um, thank you for being patient with us. Um, it's really cool because you guys are still here and we appreciate that. Um, and you guys understand that we all have lives and things are going crazy. I just got a new job. You know, Drew just moved. All this type of stuff. So like things are crazy. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Um, and just appreciate that you guys come and watch us. Yeah, Agreed. You know, pretty rad. If you enjoy um, share with your friends, Between the Rows is now on podcast platforms. So if you like to, if you'd like to introduce anybody to our show, that's a really consumable thing. Just six little episodes is a great little story. So that's also available. I'm really excited true. about it. I really want to do another like Between the Rows esque thing. Me too. I think it'd be super fun. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anything that you guys want to say? Oh, really happy to be uh, back. Can't wait for can't wait for next week. I, I yeah, hopefully Hannah can join us soon. I didn't realize how much I loved being this edgy piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss I, oh I, God, I missed terrified. you guys. I miss all you guys so oh. much. Yeah, oh. It's fun to be it's good to be back, guys. I <laughs> hate it every second. <laughs> That's why I loved it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Definitely go check out um Never Ending. They're pretty rad. And that's all I'm going to say. They're pretty great. So, yeah, pretty great. Anyway, good luck. Godspeed. We'll see you next time, Dungeoneers. Have a you great rest of your You nailed it. Woo! That, was, that was the clearest we've ever done. So it all took a month <laughs> off. Thank you so much for listening to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. You can find more content like this at twitch.tv slash thepaperdungeon live at Monday. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash thepaperdungeon. You can find similar content to this on our YouTube channels. Uh, that is of the same name, The Paper Dungeon on YouTube, as well as any social media that you can think of at The Paper Dungeon. Uh, we also have a website, guys, uh, thepaperdungeon.com, where you can find similar content, uh, archived content, and... Um, I believe one of our uh, great gentlemen's errands has a has, has a blog that he puts up every so often. Um, so, if that sounds interesting to you, please do check out our website uh, at thepaperdungeon.com. Uh, thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you made it this far, I guess we'll leave you off with a good luck and Godspeed. See you next time, Dungeoneers.